With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric from Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year, I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Line with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great thighs. It's The Net Live right now. Oh, we're on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a Monday. Monday, ladies and gentlemen, fourth of fourth month, seventh day wow. of 2014. Wow, what a rough start here. Two months off, a little rusty. Congratulations, everybody that's made it to April so far. Yeah, way to go. And you, you're here in year six of this program. I can't believe it's been six years, Jeremy. We started in a, a finely appointed loft desk area. In Huntington Beach. I like the Geico commercial where it talks about everybody who started in a garage, like the Ramones. That's right. And Apple and all that stuff. Yeah. And we're kind of like that, except it wasn't a garage. It was, uh, it was a finely appointed home in Huntington Beach uh, with a former member of the program <laughs> hosting. <laughs> we also had Dan Madden, who is still in the pictures, uh, strangely. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Well, I've only been on the show for four years, Kevin. We have pictures. You and I shot them. Yeah. And then Josh uploaded them, and you didn't download them. That may have happened again. Yeah, I will. That I will might take, be true. I will take care of it. Okay. Him, All right. Since I'm, you can't. I am running around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's the bottom line. I'm coming off of a whole bunch of trips. Went from a couple of Stanford matches. If you had an opportunity to tune in on Pac-12 a couple of weeks ago, we had USC and Stanford. Stanford with the victory. Then we had Pepperdine and Stanford. Stanford with the victory. And then I flew overnight to St. Louis and went three hours live on St. Louis on Monster Energy Supercross, Drink. as well as a whole bunch of other stuff during the day. I was up, I slept about three hours in 48 or so. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. You only live once. I was a little loopy by the end. You think? I didn't have two left feet like Eugene Levy in Best in Show. They didn't call me loopy. I just was a little loopy. And then I went to D.C., spent the week in D.C., then back to Houston for more racing, and now back here today. Do they refer to Houston as South Texas, like uh, CBS is referring to Dallas as North Texas for the Final Four this evening? North Texas? That's what they're referring to it as. Dallas is like Central Texas, Correct. isn't it? Yes. I mean North Texas. That's what they're calling it. North Texas would be like Amarillo. Just telling you what they're calling it, Kevin. Nobody at CBS looked at a map? I don't know why they're trying to brand it as North Texas. I have no idea. Is Texas splitting in half? Apparently. <laughs> well, it's been trying to uh, become its own uh, country, right? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Here on the Net Live today, we have playoffs coming up for the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. The MIVA, the EVA, K-1 
Carolinas, Conference Carolinas? Sure. Conference Carolinas. The bottom line is men's volleyball in the NCAA is coming to a rapid close. We are just a month from the finals that will be happening at Loyola of Chicago. And that will be an interesting one. I, I got the call about that, but I'm at Supercross, so Drink I can't again. be mad on that one. Uh, but we have about a month to go in the season, which means that conference tournaments are about to start. But we have one more week of play. I have Cal Bap and UCLA this week on Thursday. Now, I would have thought coming into the year, it would be, hey, Cal Baptist needs to win this match to get in. UCLA already in the playoffs. Here's where they stand. If they dump this match to Cal Bat, doesn't matter. What will they do? That would have been my guess at the narrative when the season started. Yep. Today, the narrative is much different. UCLA finds itself in a three-way tie for sixth, which means they could be out of the playoffs. Playoffs. They need to win this match to stay in the playoffs. Cal Baptist finds itself with a glorious two and twenty record. Two no. and twenty. No way. What? Two and twenty? Two and twenty. Okay. Well, here's the problem in in this conference this year. USC is fourteen and ten. They are currently sitting in ninth. They are on the outside looking in. They yeah. are done. They do not have any more matches to go. What? No more regular season matches for USC. UCLA, Hawaii, Long Beach State, all thirteen and nine. Long Beach State's been on a slide. That'll I don't know be, what's up with them lately. LBC. Uh, other than Taylor Crabb can't carry them all the time. 14-8, and 14-8. UC Santa Barbara, UC Irvine are tied in fourth. Then you have Stanford, Pepperdine, BYU are separated. Pepperdine by one. Well, pardon me, Pepperdine by two, Stanford by one, and BYU clear the field in the MPSF. But Cal State Northridge, down, back down to 10th. They're 9-13. and 13. They've had a couple of decent wins. They are out of the playoffs, no question. The problem has been... Cal Baptist, Pacific, and UC San Diego suck. Capital letters, S-U-C-K. Sorry, guys. I know you're trying, but 2-20, and 2-20, 20, and 1-21, and and yes, you suck. <laughs> and I feel bad for them. I do. I, I'm not happy about it, but bottom line, they have, not one of those teams has won a match on the road. They are all over on the road. You need home court advantage. Are you not? Oh, sorry, Katie. Overall, hold on, Katie. I, I had Katie muted. I apologize. Katie, please add your add your. Hold on. No, she's still muted. Which headset are you on? There. Try that one. Did that work? Oh my Yay. god. My fault. Hi, Katie. My fault. Sorry, Katie. Well, I'd say at least Pacific kind of has an excuse for it. Their whole roster imploded, and they're getting rid of their program. Oh no doubt. And so they're hanging on, but the other two maybe not so much. Well, Calbat, they're just transitioning to D1 rules. Can't have a bunch of Brazilians around anymore. <laughs> so they have that, plus they had injuries, plus they had a bunch of team suspension stuff happen, violation of team rules. So everyone's got circumstances. UC San Diego, uh, I don't know what Weren't to say. Weren't they decent last year? What happened to San Diego? They're 3-22 and 22 overall. They're 1-21 and 21 in the MPSF. I mean, pull it together. So they only played two non-conference matches. My wife's alma mater. This is terrible. It's just terrible. It's a good thing she's not here to hear you say Yeah, that. no doubt. It's just ugly. I like, the, I like their the building. And then won't be talking to Kevin for like three days. I like their building. I love Might their campus. Slim. It's a beautiful campus. Uh, but can't be. You can't. One and 21? You cannot. One. You just can't be great all the time, Kevin. Oh, it's true. But you didn't win. Again. So you must not have done a good job. Hey, these guys didn't do a good job this year. <laughs> Weren't they a kind of okay a year or two ago? There was a, a point where they were... 
not at the bottom. I wonder with the UC San Diego why they aren't better. I would I would hazard a guess to say the biggest issue is funding, trying to get players. Second biggest would be academics. Yeah, academics is tough there. And there's better options for them to play at that, you know, kids that can get into UC San Diego can get into better places. You would you would think that school would draw. Jay Hasek said they do not have scholarships. That There's the issue, funding, right there. UCSD only gives 500 per athlete at most. In any sport. <sighs> what? Mm-hmm. Every sport. All righty. That's yeah. just their school's decision. Even on, on the women's side of things? Even on the women's So they side. don't care about athletics? Not really. Nope. They're, they're for academics. Zero athletics. Well, and that's, so. and that's their choice. That's fine. Well, if you care zero, you get a zero. I mean, well, you, women, well, you get a one. Sweet 16. If you care zero, you get a one. So. Jay Hasek on the message board. Champagne taste, beer budget. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I'm not sure you're getting beer with that budget. I, uh, I don't know what that is. That might be the Thunderbird. You're not getting good beer. <laughs> yeah. PBR simple, for everybody. Simple times. You're not getting good beer, that's for sure. That's uh, Trader Joe's Simple Times. $3 a six-pack. Nice. Yeah, so that's the situation in the MPSF. It is going to be a wild finish, and Jay and Robbie, I'm sure, will have um, all the information we need to know about that. Kevin, as you're trying to ruin the show, you oh. uh, you have now just logged into the NetLive on your computer, which is now no. kicking me off on the chat board on this one. No, I don't, I don't really wish to log in here. Let me log out. <laughs> Technical difficulties this morning. Everybody was wondering. That's what my screen just said, Kevin. Okay. I'm going to do a show here. I just logged out. Okay. I'm retrying. Okay. <laughs> there, I'm out. Um, the show today, besides playoffs, playoffs during College Volleyball Weekly, we're excited about that. We, we may touch on World League a little bit. I think people need to start getting fired up about World League. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you are in for a treat. Hey, it looks like the second incarnation of Volbeque coming back. Yeah. Our is on it. I talked so. to Gardhoff about that. He's he's working on it. I'm he's so working pumped on to it. live in Southern California right now because I can actually attend some of this stuff. <laughs> we have. You're just happy to be here because of the weather. Yeah, that's too. Katie's here. We'll talk about the weather in Washington last week. Wild. <laughs> uh, and Katie is here, and we will also have Lauren Fendrick, the litigator, live in studio. The long arm of the law. Yeah. The gavel. Live I, in studio. I think she gave us the, the litigator last time. I remember talking to her about her nickname. She liked the litigator. Yeah, litigator is good. The gavel. I like the gavel too. Bang the gavel. Now I can't do Lauren Fendrick bangs the gavel for a kill. You know, if I was doing some announcing for the you beach, think, uh, I would do that. Dustin's going to say that on the mic this year? What do you think the over He should use it. He can what do you think it. the over is on that? Dustin can have that one. Okay. Well, he doesn't even have to say that Barnett came up with it. He can just take it, and, and it'll be awesome, and he'll get many kudos for his use of the gavel. I don't know what you did, but now I can't even type in the message board, and I'm huh? not happy with you at all whatsoever. Well, I logged back in, but... You would. Uh, you should be all right. I'll figure it out. I don't know if I can type. Refresh. I can't, I can't type, so. <laughs> I I'm logged out. Yeah, no Volby Q yet. No Volby Q yet. Volby Q3. Uh, I have to express my disappointment. There was a question on the chat board about WWE at the Verizon Center. My son's very disappointed that we did not go. Tickets were horrendous, let's say. To sit in the very top was going to be upwards of 200 bucks. Oh. Uh, that, that was not happening. To sit lower was going to be more like five or six hundred dollars for the evening, and Canyon Seaman did not come through. <laughs> I reached out to him a couple times and got nothing back, so I'm disappointed. He's a busy man. Yeah, he is. And wrestling apparently is very popular since you are paying five hundred for the nosebleed session. He's big business. Yeah. So I, I understand. That? I'm small business. My son, religiously. Okay. Oh boy. My my youngest was over next door, two doors over, watching WrestleMania last night. 
Nice. Very. He came home very excited because Daniel Bryan is now the world heavyweight champion, beating out Randy Orton. Did he come home trying to like clothesline people? And <laughs> oh no, they do them? it in their room. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, they RKO each other. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how before the show you were wondering why your kids were acting up in <laughs> Washington D.C. This could have something to do with it. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Not, throw, not putting any blame on anybody, Kevin. Just throwing it out there. I see you're back in. Yeah, I can finally type now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we will have Lauren Fendrick here. That should be a lot of fun. We'll talk to her about beach issues and just have fun. She got a new partner? They're leaving for she China got, soon. She got rid of? No, no. Brooks Oh, Different partner. from last year. Oh, Don't panic. I was going a different direction. <laughs> a- a- Andrew Boy. Fuller is still around, Kevin. Okay. Don't panic. I don't want the bear to be out. Yeah, no. The bear is still in. Don't Don't panic. I saw a good post this morning. It was uh, Paven, Sarah Paven, playing on the beach this year. Hmm. That should be exciting. The Canadian girl? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, she's eight feet tall. She's very tall. How, yeah. How tall is Paven? Nebraska. Six, five, six, six. Six, five, six, six. Yeah. I was watching a bunch of footage of her in Brazil. That's really tall. Kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was making, in the couple of pictures I saw of her with Jordan Larson, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, she's making Jordan Larson look small. Jordan Larson's about six one. Yeah. So yeah, that's a it's a nice big opposite lefty. I do have to admit that um Pac twelve has been sowing some sand college sand. Yes, they and have. And they were showing me the final scores and it was like five zero and I was trying to figure out what the oh, hell that team meant. Score. I was yeah. like, what is five? You're not playing best out is of there five. there a new scoring? I'm like, what's happening? I started getting mad because I was like, now we're doing new scoring for college stand. Now right. I have to explain that on the show. I started getting upset and then I realized what it actually meant because there's <laughs> more than just what one team, team playing, so I got it, everybody. Don't panic. It, if it, anybody else is where I was, I'm sorry. It, I, almost well, ranted, I almost ranted about it on Twitter, but I was like, let me figure this out first before I start blasting people. <laughs> then I realized uh, that it was team score, not just uh, one team playing another team, and somehow the score was 5-0. I did blast United Airlines on Twitter this, this weekend. What would you do? Oh, great. Cause I, got uh, I tweeted at them, and to their credit, they tweeted back. To their credit, they actually tweeted back. They're usually, like, airlines, like... Pretty good. They are, actually. They're getting smart at it because people are crushing them on Absolutely. social media, so they <laughs> jump on as quick as they can to help out. I was not... I'm just not generally happy with United already. And then I... Because their planes are kind of crummy. Their folks are upset. I, I understand why they're upset. They've been basically screwed. Oh, all the screwed. employees are... They, They've been yeah. screwed. Yeah, com- sure. By, by management. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I get it. But their planes are kind of dumpy. The service is lame. They charge as much for tickets as everybody else, but then if you want anything else, it is a bazillion dollars on United Airlines. Like there's if you fee, want an exit row, just to walk on the plane. Right. If you want an exit row in most any other major airline, Spirit Airlines, yeah, not Spirit Airlines. Yeah, do yeah. not count well, Spirit Airlines. They did that. Never do it again. Yeah, you're Spirit. flying steerage. One hundred fifty dollar <laughs> ticket. Three hundred dollars worth of uh, baggage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. Forty-five dollars to carry on a backpack. Thank oh you very God, much. The worst. Each way, ninety yeah. bucks round trip. Yeah, yeah. Right. Perfect. Ridiculous. A dollar for water. Oh. But you have to pay with a credit card. Even better. So good. Spirit Airlines. <laughs> so anyways, United. You, are, you hated them. So I, I'm not very happy with them to begin with. So I get in there. I have a ticket on United, which I never do. But my company put me there because they found saved a hundred bucks. Yeah, of course. They got to pay baggage fees now because I don't pay baggage fees on American. But yep. whatever. Trying to explain that. So. I'm already upset. I get into the terminal, <laughs> and I want an exit row. Every other you're 36 feet tall. airline, every one, when I'm standing there, maybe not Spirit because I never fly, I'm standing there, and I say, is it possible to get an exit row? They don't talk to me about charges. Because I'm 6'4". They have one open. In a normal seat. They just look up, and they go, yes, sir. How's the weather up there? I can't see you through the clouds. <laughs> they say, 
Sure. United, that'll be eighty dollars. Eighty. Eighty. Oh. And again, if you want to charge a fee, okay, I get it. But eighty bucks each way, each flight. That's a, almost another ticket. So I'm like, oh my god, eighty bucks. So I said, is it, come on, is there any way to just do it for free? So I walked away. Like eighty bucks. Then I came back. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna build a company. Eighty bucks. I'll pay it. Come back. Okay, eighty bucks. Please Fine. tell me the price went up. She goes. She goes to put it in. Tries four times. Four, not once, not twice. Four times to bill me. Can't. Their system is so bad they can't even charge me. <laughs> I can't take. I want to give you my money. We can't take it. This airline is so bad they cannot even charge me. Wow. I got the seat for free. Yeah. But only because their airline is so bad wow. that they could not charge me. <laughs> so United, as I wrote on Twitter, at United Airlines, goodbye forever. And what did they say? Please come back. They said, please give us another try. Dear United, I just did. <laughs> this was the second effort. Oh, I'm done with them. If I can prevent myself from flying on United Airlines, I will do it. I will not go to Spirit. I'm not that angry. But if I can fly any other airline, I will, besides United Airlines. Hashtag suck it, United. And I was 15 years, 20 years. Whole national team career. Every travel that I had besides that. The credit card, the whole thing. I think it's up here. Cancel 8114. I'm not paying the fee next year, United. This credit card is going away. There goes another 60 bucks out of your bankroll. And I know you don't care. I know it's just some little piddly customer. I know it doesn't matter. But me in aggregate, overall, lots of people, it's happening. Goodbye. You suck. Well, I will tell you, give JetBlue a try. Flew them. Best leg room. They have like two less rows than every other airline. Oh, it's great. I, like, I don't need an extra. So usually I'm like pin my knees right up against the seat in front of me. Nope. Like a three, four inches of space there. You, they give you as many snacks as you want, whatever you want. It's just like one of the nicer airlines I've ever been on. Entertainment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, TV. Their prices have gone up more now, though. Um, they were now they were cheaper yeah. than everybody, but now they're... Uh, I get it. It's a tough business. I'm going to get the door. Kevin. Yeah, I get, I, get, I get it. It's a tough business. I um, understand. I flew round trip Philadelphia to LAX on JetBlue for $257, back, booked two weeks before I was leaving. It doesn't make any sense. Not at all, but it was a great ticket price, and it was well, the best yeah. airline I've been on. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, I can't pretend to somehow dissect the airline pricing models. We would have to have lots of equations. I would have had to have done well in algebra and oh. trig in I used school. To, I used to fly Southwest. I haven't flown them in a long time. They got really expensive. Yeah, they have. They've gotten expensive, but they still have the kind of no-frills no frills. thing. I don't know. It's all expensive, you but whatever. Now, you can now we, board in like A1 through 15 if you pay an extra 10 bucks or whatever. But Oh, yeah. We pay that for sure. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, we have come into studio. Oh, with a Spike Town shirt on it. I love it. Spike Town. <laughs> Lauren Fendrick coming in right now. Oh, you're not muted. I, I'm unmuted. There I unmuted myself. Don't panic, Kevin. Don't panic. Drinking out of a jar. Jeremy, green, she's drinking a green smoothie. Has she been over to your house? Yeah, she swung by my house and picked up a green smoothie. That's usually what I have every single uh, every single morning. Or an Asahi bowl. I make myself an Asahi bowl. Do you? Yep. With real Asahi or just an Asahi style bowl? The Asahi pack. Is this is this like what Geeter brought over here a couple of years ago where it was like 
chocolate pudding. It was like no, a gallon of chocolate no, pudding no, with no. some granola. No, no, no. Like, look, it's healthy. It was like a 36-gallon container of uh, chocolate pudding. It seriously was like a two-pint chocolate pudding with some granola. No, That's mine. Not, you can't eat that. No. You have Japanese beer in there? Oh, yeah, we could have. Kevin could get that for you. We have we have a beer fridge. <laughs> if, you'd like a, if you'd like a yeah, beer, I have a beer bowl it's, uh, it's for breakfast. beer 30 somewhere. I have a beer bowl for breakfast every day, Lauren. That's uh, how I wake up and how I roll. Throw some granola and banana on top, and I'm good to go. Mrs. Barrow, Lauren Fendrick, welcome Thank to the you. Net Live. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming by. Coming to the studio. Welcome this to the loft. Yeah. This is awesome. We hang out. Yeah. This is what we do. We, we do a little show. I like it. If you're curious, when Reed's here, he just lays on the couch oh, and relaxes. So feel free yeah. to feel, make feel yourself free, put your feet up, do what you got to do. Here. I won't even pay attention then. <laughs> Kevin will make you food in a moment if you want. Whatever you need. Smoothies. Yeah, smoothies. Large, large smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to give out that recipe again. He doesn't have back three shows. He doesn't have a Vitamix, so it's going to be a little chunky with ice, just oh. in case you're wondering. <laughs> what? to get one. Or Blend I know. Tech. I, I know. Oh, is that one good? Oh, yeah. Just mutilates everything. Just yeah, yeah don't stick around. You don't know there. what you're eating. <laughs> I'm actually I'm back to my second motor. Like I, I had a real I blew up a motor. Dude. Yeah. No, my birthday's coming up. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Have you dropped enough hints? On this show twice. Yeah. Now twice. Better happen. That or an exhaust for my car. Whichever. Can we, can we give Lauren a real introduction? <laughs> okay. That was good. That's better. Yeah. You need music, Lauren. I, I need the best finishes, though. I don't have it memorized. Geeter uh, uh, used to. I know. Somebody, somebody <laughs> didn't do his homework before the show today. Geeter Geter was here. Used to. Just, just off the top of your head, what <laughs> do I bring to mind? She's embarking on her ninth professional season. Was in, was out, back in full time, playing volleyball, dominating, playing internationally. One of the best volleyball tandems you will find when you're on your Facebook, your Twitter, whatever. Lauren and her husband traveling the world, going skiing in Switzerland, and then coming back for summertime to dominate on the beach. Welcome in again. Her goal is 2016, but it's happening this summer. And now, catcher, the AVP, FIVB, wherever you can be, Lauren Fender. Is that a little better? That's with nothing. I got, like, no info whatsoever here. And her. <laughs> and then the live studio audience. It's this website coming soon. It's just a picture of you. Oh. Great picture, by the way. Who did your photos? Oh, Josh Clay. No. Yeah, he did. Oh, can I get my, my Prince Josh? No. I mean, can I call him that? Josh Clay? I know it's not his name. Glazebrook. But, yeah, you can call him Josh Glaze Creek. Like. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Glaze River. Glaze Brush. Whatever you want to call him. Brush? That's what I went with. <laughs> it's not what I was trying to say, but that's, that's what, what came, came out. out. But I just went with it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, so you have a new partner this year. Yeah, Brooke Sweat. How'd that come about? Uh, so, let's see. Where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were out one evening, yeah. and I looked across <laughs> Sharkies. <laughs> you know, I was honestly surprised that Brooke and uh, Jen split up at the end of last season. Jennifer and, uh, Fatma? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they had uh, they were up and down, but they had some definitely some good finishes with a win at the the end and uh, a bronze medal in Berlin. Um, and so in January, like I, I wasn't expecting her to be available and uh, Brittany was still training and uh, 
Knoxville. So I, I just got on the court with her a couple of times. I needed someone to train with. She yep. needed someone to train with. Wasn't really expecting it to click so well, and uh, it really did. And she's, I don't know if you know this, but she's a pretty good volleyball player. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you're aware. Yeah. But, uh, um, so, yeah, she's super easy to play with, and uh, I'm really impressed with her skills. And she's moving to the right, and, you know, a, a lot of uh, a lot of good defenders have done that in the past. Todd Rogers and Casey did that, and um, I'm excited to see what we can see what damage we can do. So that's interesting that she goes to the new partnership with you and also has to switch sides. Mm-hmm. She must really be excited about this partnership. <laughs> I mean, to, to make that choice, people don't like to switch sides normally. You know, she transitions out of the right all the time. Like it's definitely going to be different, but um, she has all the skills and. Uh, abilities to do it and you know i'm sure there will be some some growing pains and and maybe it won't click right away but maybe it will i i've been she'll turn one hard angle into the scores table one time (laughs) (laughs) whoops it's a good shot i've been super impressed with her play and her switch and how fast she learns and how open she is to everything she's a seems coachable and and works super hard and she's just a really good volleyball player that's exciting yeah Tell me about your game here, ninth season. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I finally figured it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little closer. There little you closer. go. Get there it. you go. Like, eat it? No, you don't, okay. to, you don't have to quite eat it, but close. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, i am uh, been doing going with a new trainer uh, this season, and uh, Anthony Darmiento. Okay. Uh, he's been awesome. I feel like I'm... Plus, he has a cool name. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in great shape uh, mentally working on those aspects of my game and um, just excited about the new partnership and see what, see what we can do. What does a, a trainer bring when you get a new trainer that you're excited about? What are they bringing to your program? Always something different. I feel like I've had a lot of really good trainers over the course of my career, and I feel like each one, they might all say the same things, but you know when someone says something and you really get it? Yeah. Um, it's like so having a everyone says something a in a different way, and you're just how adding on it. to your knowledge base. Yeah and uh, skill set, I think, yeah. Are you an athlete who tries to remember what was said to you and tries to build on previous people? Because there are, there are some athletes who kind of go through their whole career and they don't really listen necessarily. They'll, they'll listen and do, but they don't internalize a lot of that stuff. Do you internalize things and, and think, okay, how, what can I remember about the physiology of being injured or physiology of having a, an issue with tendonitis or something or training and what worked for me? You, you gather information as you go? I certainly try to, yeah. I try to internalize everything. Um, some say I over-internalize. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a problem. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I definitely think a lot about the game and about training and about what I'm doing and what works for me. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's too much, but, you know, it's also been a great benefit to me. So what's Anthony brought in particular? Ah, oh, man, that guy is awesome. He's super passionate about what he does. He explains everything. He goes above and beyond, comes to our practices, um, watches video, comes to our scrimmages. He's just, he's all in. He's pumped. Yeah, and he talks with, the co- he talks with our coach and, um, you know, if we're seeing a PT or any kind of bodywork person. So it's all, everything's kind of melded together, um, which is what you want from a trainer. It's just hard to find people who are willing to take the time to communicate and get on the same page and have a really integrative program. 
Yeah, that's important for that person to know what, what's happening with exactly. the rest of your program. Exactly. How about for playing? Who's your playing coach? Or is it just you? It's my husband, Andrew Fuller. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Double dipping, USC and then on the beach at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Had a little session this morning. And how's that relationship? Surprisingly, it works really well. Um, I give him all the credit because I don't think I'm particularly easy to work with. <laughs> um, I'm pretty demanding. Do this. A... No. <laughs> I said but... I wanted broccoli. Oh, sorry. Um, but it works really well. Um, he's has a great perspective, and uh, I really like his coaching style and uh, what he brings to the table. I think it's creative and innovative, and uh, I, I, I love it. Andrew Fuller, for those who don't know, a Barnett. <laughs> Back a couple of generations. I think his grandfather, great-grandfather, is a Barnett. He showed me a picture of him. Nice. Huge, monstrous human <laughs> with, like, knee pads on and stuff. Just the big person back then, too, like turn of the century, turn yeah. of the 20th century. They called him the babe. The babe. Nice. <laughs> the big babe. <laughs> <laughs> See if we can find that picture and, and, and get it up. It's a great old-timey picture. You just you, you can hear in the background, the babe in the middle doing a fantastic job for his school. You know, old time announcer. That's actually a really good impression. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you can do my 1940s yeah. war announcer. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Usually you're not good at that. I'm a vocal artist, Jeremy. Yeah, okay. It's what I do. Yep. You know, I come in and make your product look good. Mm-hmm. I always love the almost famous moment. <laughs> I'm the lead singer. <laughs> I see that guy in the front row and I get him off. That's my job. Lauren, this is something we also do. And by we, I mean Kevin brings up <laughs> movies on the show all the time. Well, can we? I'll play a clip in a few moments. Great. We'll find that clip. Why don't Great. you just commence with the show? I don't. That's not Katie, why. Lauren, Lauren, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, Lauren, the season starts off for you soon. You guys are off to China first? Yes, Shanghai. Is this the same location that you took a photo last year during the day where I couldn't, they, they <laughs> had the lights on on the court because it was so smoggy, I couldn't oh, see anything? That's yeah. right. Is I remember the same that. location? Uh, no, that was oh, okay. Fuzhou. Okay. That's the open event that we're skipping. Gotcha. Um, for obvious reasons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I can breathe. <laughs> but you're off to China, and I, um, I've talked some, to some players in the past. Like, going to China, you guys have to bring oh, some food. of your own food. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, I do that a lot anyway, but yeah. yeah, I'll bring a suitcase full of food to China. We were just talking about airlines. It's boring, but it's my life. <laughs> Fees and that kind of stuff. You guys have a special deal with the airlines, or are you just no. honing up the dollars? Oh, my gosh. It's gotten so much more expensive, too. Yeah. Ridiculous, and then you got to buy like a higher class fare if you're going to try and get an upgrade, but it's not confirmed. You got to go on a wait list, and then you end up spending money because you didn't get confirmed. And do you have a million miles on somebody yet? Not a million miles. No, I have about I think eight hundred thousand on United. Nice. Yeah. So if you'd like oh. to donate some, to Lauren, please feel free. <laughs> now that you're not traveling them anymore, the Lauren yeah. Fendrick Miles. Yeah, you can't sure. even donate Fendi for that fun. one for the million mile. Oh, you have to earn them all, huh? And it's not credit card miles either, I bet. Nope. No, it's just wow. flat-out oh, mileage. Flat miles. Well, 800 is pretty good, though. Do you imagine your life you put down 800,000 <laughs> miles on I mean, that doesn't even count the times it. you've ended up on another airline. So that's exactly, just one airline. Right, yeah. You're, you're definitely over a million miles total in your in life. In the air. Wow. <laughs> let me reflect well, uh, on man. Let me. Uh, I'm exhausted all of a sudden. How many days of my life? A lot. Just yeah. keep flying to China. You'll be fine. Rack those suckers up fast. Yeah. Man. What kind of food do you take? 
What goes in the suitcase? I like to uh, make my own beef jerky. Oh, you have a smokehouse out Hold back? On. I have a dehydrator. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ron Popeil model or with something better, Ronco? Oh, I don't know. It's my mom's from when they got married. So, so it might be a Ronco. Uh, maybe. I don't even know what a Ronco is. So. Old school. Ron Popeil. you got to look it up. Okay. That's right. Yeah. What was I looking for? What movie? I don't even remember what movie. Don't worry about it. No. <laughs> Almost famous is what yeah. you're talking about. Oh, thank, thank you. Guys. Thank, thank you. Katie. Katie. Sorry. Hey, it's one of my favorite movies. We're going to go with that one. Go not with on, it. But not on the show. It is a fantastic film, by the it way. It is. All right. So we have the, the thing of food. We're taking over a whole suitcase of food. Yeah. The entertainment nowadays or yeah. po- entertainment possibilities are much better yeah. I, for instance, used to travel with a full-size PlayStation. <laughs> really? Yeah. All the games. <laughs> and like a whole CD. I had a giant CD. You remember the old the booklet? Yeah, billfold yeah. booklet yeah. that was too high and like, you know, three inches deep. Used to travel with that. I also had a pair of external speakers. Had your disc man. A camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My waterproof Walkman. <laughs> a camera. Uh, I remember seeing a picture in Wired. It was awesome because it was a two-page spread. You opened up. And it was every device that your phone has replaced. Yeah. And it was this massive... Oh, yeah. It wasn't like they had two pages and there were four items on it. No. There were like 16 or 18 (laughs) things on there. And I remember we used to carry all this crap. In addition to the team stuff, we would have to take the editizer. You know what an editizer is? They tape the game on mini-DV. Then they put it into a thing and they have to cut it back and forth. And this thing is in an anvil case that's the size of my desk. They're like, all right, uh, who's got laundry? All right, you got the editizer. So now I'm dragging, like, my own bag over my shoulder, this big old hockey bag, my first ever trip, because I didn't have wheels on a suitcase, right? I got this hockey bag, which is this gigantic green bag, and I'm dragging an editizer behind me, or maybe it was the 13-inch television in an anvil case. I can't remember which. And I'm hoofing this up and down the stairs of the Tokyo subway system. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Today, a much different scenario the baggage fees on that? Yeah, <laughs> they Actually, didn't have them back then. Probably cheaper, really? cheaper yeah, than today. Have, uh, We're talking 1997. They didn't have. They hadn't figured out yet that they get taxed at a lower rate on their fees than they do on their ticket prices. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. So anyway, entertainment. You're on the plane for a lifetime. Yeah. You could be planning a Fortune 500 company, or you could be <laughs> watching what? Oh gosh. Or, or drawing, or photography, or what? Uh, what are we doing to kill time on yeah. an airplane in an airport, sir? You know, I I like uh, I like when Jake and Casey bring out the hacky sack. Seen photos of that? Entertaining. Times. Yeah. Can't really do that on the plane, though. No, not on the plane. <laughs> At the airport, yes, though. Yes, for yes. sure. It's a little uh, regen, a little exercise, <laughs> a little Move exercise. A little. Yeah, get Good the blood thing. flowing. Um, House of Cards for me right now. Oh. But I'm gonna oh. blow through that before season even starts. Hold on, where are we though? Are you, have you I started just season finished. two? I just started the first <laughs> season. So. Oh, whoa. Yeah, don't, whoa. Yep, don't whoa. screw anything up no here. No spoiler alert. You're, Lauren, you're on to <laughs> season two. I screw up so much for everyone right now. You're done with season two or you're <laughs> done with season one? Two. Oh, you're done with two. Okay, don't. Shh. <laughs> I'm, I'm only like five episodes in. I'll yeah, text you. Everybody dies at the end, Kevin. You two. Oh. <laughs> you mean the scene with the rocket launcher everybody at the White House? Yep. Uh, you're, the, you're the guy from Game of Thrones. Everybody dies at the end. What yeah, the... everybody dies at the end. I recorded that last night. ordered HBO just for Game of Thrones. Actually, I know where I'm watching it. Also for Bill Maher for Politically Incorrect. recorded. Yeah, I, I could we not could watch, watch it. We could just watch. Yeah, I could put my headset out. down and watch that. Yeah, we're we'll, coming, Lauren. We're just gonna watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. You're good on your own, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got this right. All right. Yeah, Game of Thrones is a good one. Okay, so House of Cards, but you're done. I know. I need a new one. Um, 
Like girls. Girls? Yeah. On, on HBO. HBO. Oh, okay. I have HBO now. I'm excited. Have you watched the newsroom? I yes, yes. I love the newsroom. Ever, fantastic. Also on HBO. Yes. Okay. I'm really. That's why I was okay with ordering HBO because they really have a lot of stuff I want. Yeah. I want the politically incorrect good. with yeah. Bill Maher. I love that. I listen to the po- the podcast of that all the time. But I, I'm excited about all their programs. I want to see the cop one. I saw one episode True like True Detective. True Detective. Oh, I heard that. Oh, good. that's what I could start watching. Yeah. Because yeah. I really, always go, you go down to Navi. You'd probably sleep through half of it. <laughs> that's a good nap aid. Sure. I stopped watching after, I don't know, fourth season, I think. Yeah, it just it fizzled for Slow. me. Yeah. Jump the shark. <laughs> really good for a while. Did someone actually jump a shark down uh, Navi waters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> Watch it on your Google Glass. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hell, you need is an iPhone and Google Glass. I can't wait till some players on the court with their Google Glasses. <laughs> I want to wear. Somebody just smashes the ball right after. I want to get on a plane with an Oculus Rift. That's that's what I want to get I on don't with. Know what that is? That's the VR headset. Oh. You know where where you put that on and you just lay back and it's like sitting at the theater. You know, it's like sitting at the multiplex. It's that big. It's a virtual reality headset. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just visualizing you in the last row of the United <laughs> Airlines flight, crammed in there in the middle your seat, knees up at your middle chest. seat with yeah. little kids screaming on either side with your virtual reality headset on. I, I no longer care. With your legs over top of the seat in front of you. I no longer care. And children, don't be upset when I go like this with the virtual hands. <laughs> uh, Too bad we can't see what it's, I just it's, did. It's, on radio. it's radio. <laughs> I think people can figure it out. <laughs> Uh yeah. Oh man. Use your imagination. Okay, yeah. so so you have all this time. I'm trying to recommend some other some other series I've blown through. The Wire. Kevin's trying to help Dennis, you out with Dennis. your uh, yeah. yeah the travel. So good. So good. You could watch it again. Honestly, like, you could go through like ago. I did. Watch I know. It I didn't watch it till last year, and I always heard about it. And I finally started buying the se- the seasons last year. I need something new, huh? The Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm caught up now. I have two episodes. Are you a to go. reader? Do you do the book thing, or are you just straight? Yeah, I read. Yeah. Kindle app, best app on the... All right, best book that you've read recently? Uh, Gosh, I'm reading a great one right now. It's um, The Rise of Superman. It's... Uh, <laughs> Kevin's thinking about I, reading back I'm here. intrigued. Um, it's probably not about what you think it is. <laughs> it's about, like, the There's no athletic men in caves and tights? Oh, no. Well, <laughs> actually... Okay. Hey, wait, hold on a second. Would you consider... What are those? The bat wings? Yeah. It's about like action adventure athletes and how they find that state of flow and Oh, the wingsuit people you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah when you're talking, sort of. Yeah. yeah. All Ooh. sorts of different action adventure. That is a frightening thing to me. Motocross, that might be action adventure like that. That that is? Yeah, life or death. Sport. Anything where life or death is severe maiming. On, on the yeah. line, yeah. Yeah. It's really you, interesting. Have you read Born to Run yet? No, uh uh-uh. uh. All right, so hold on. Born Kevin's, to Run. Kevin's taking notes. Already, Thanks for coming you, on the show. Well, we're going to have to list this on the, on the program that. later. Yeah. Born to Run and Waiting for Superman? No. no. The Rise of Superman. Rise of Superman. That's a documentary. Self-help book for women. It's a documentary, Kevin. That's about, that's about the D.C. Uh, <laughs> not the school, school district. Which is just mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. No. No, not good. I wandered the streets of D.C. this past week. It was good. That was exciting. I was in our nation's capital. Yep. <laughs> See? Well, good I again, thought, like, Jeremy. You ignored it, but it was good again. Yeah, it's Forrest Gump. I get it. I, I, I resisted <laughs> oh, the urge. That was a bad British. <laughs> yeah. Oh, See what I'm saying? It. See what I have to do? With? <laughs> yep. I resisted the urge while standing at the Lincoln Memorial to run out into the water. Oh, God. Forrest! <laughs> Almost did it. Almost did it. I wish you would have, and we may not have had a show today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm looking for something. Yes, I know the fact that you have control of music right now on your iPad is really concerning. Well, I like Lester Bangs. He's he's pretty awesome. Yes. From Almost Famous. Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman. What are you listening to right now? <laughs> Lauren, I would like to apologize for you coming on to a volleyball show where we're not talking about volleyball. <laughs> I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. So. Or, have love, you seen Almost love? Famous? Love, yeah. 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 Yep. Lester Loved. Bangs. I mean, we can recommend movies. People, you have it muted, I think. Are you ready you for read people to hear it? Series? I don't know. I don't even know what it is. We're just going to play the, it. The movie just came out for the Right, yeah, yeah. Good book. Good. Audio's Good up, read. bro. Nice. All right. It should be out. No. My audio's... Oh, boy. Where's this cord from? Technical difficulties today are really okay. holding us back. You're going to be a true journalist. No, a rock journalist. The <laughs> <laughs> first number you get paid much. He's eating. But <laughs> you will get free records from the record company. Free records, man. <laughs> it's like a volleyball player. You won't get you won't get paid much. You can put it up here. You won't get paid much, <laughs> but you will get free volleyball. Controversial, uh, maybe not. Don't say anything controversial. See, that's yeah, good advice. Gonna get ugly, They're gonna buy you drinks. I They're gonna meet girls. They're gonna try to fly you places for free, offer you drugs. And I know it sounds great. That won't happen. These people are not your friends. You know, these are people who want you to write sanctimonious stories about the genius of rock stars, and they will ruin rock and roll and strangle everything we love about it. You know, because they're trying to buy respectability for a form that is gloriously and righteously dumb. No, you're smart enough to know that. Yeah. And the day it ceases to be dumb is the day it ceases to be real. Right? And then right. it just becomes an industry of cool. The industry I, I mean, I'm telling you, you're cool. coming along at a very dangerous time for rock and roll. I mean, the war is over. They won. And 99% of what passes for rock and roll these days... Silence is more compelling. <laughs> and that's why I think you should just turn around, go back, you know, and be a lawyer or something. Good idea, Lord Frederick. Yeah, Lauren. Uh, worst idea. <laughs> bad, total bad advice. In your face that you want. I can give you 35 bucks. Give me a thousand words on Black Sabbath. An assignment? Yeah. Yeah. thousand words on Black Sabbath. 35 bucks. I love it. Great movie. They're going to fly you around places and offer you drugs. I know it sounds great and all. <laughs> you know, I work with a guy who actually did that. He was a, a promoter. Flew around the country and did drugs? Tour, yeah, with <laughs> with all kinds of crazy bands. Unbelievable. He's old now, but boy. The, the best part about that movie was based on a true story. It is yeah, it's that's why that movie. movie. That's why that movie is so good. Yeah, it's basically the life story of, uh, what's his name, Cameron Crowe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's basically how he kind of got started. 15 years old, traveling the country with a band. That's just bad news. And his mother calling all the (laughs) time. That's that's the part. (laughs) And and all the chicks answering the phone. Yeah. (laughs) I I saw this movie now in Vienna when I played in Austria, to bring it back to volleyball. Of course. When I played in in Austria, you would go on Wednesday night to an 8 o'clock film at the regular cinema in Vienna. But the 8 o'clock film on Wednesdays was English. It was a preview of what would be later there in Europe as a dubbed film, but it was in English. And you didn't know. You paid for your ticket, you went in, and you got whatever. The screen comes up. They don't tell you. There are no signs. It's like movie movie roulette. It is. It's fantastic. Because you go in, and one time we got uh, The Tailor of Panama, Thanks, Pierce Brosnan. I hope you got paid for that piece of garbage. Yeah. You never heard of it. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Straight to video in the United States. But what's funny is we, we actually got, I forget the film, but we got a film there like six months before here. And that does sometimes happen. But I walked in, and this was one of them. Almost Famous was one of them. And as they, like, the intro God. came where they're writing, I didn't know what it was. The crowd's like, ah! 
<laughs> went crazy. But it was, it was just a great film. And th- this one, this film to me, it didn't have any great message. It didn't have any fantastic moment. It wasn't like stuff was blowing up. It was just, at the end of it, you were like, man, that was a great story. Yeah. I really good enjoyed rating. that journey. There's that a lot was of good, fun. There's a lot of good one-liners in there, too, oh. when you're listening. It's great, great, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am a golden god. <laughs> I didn't I'm on drugs! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just real Topeka people, man. Just real people. Another great impression. Good job. <laughs> Hey, you know, I got, I got him. You, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should have left it after your old-timey one. That was the best one you've ever done. You should have just called it a day I'll at that point. I am a newscaster. What, the one? Old-timey? The troops invading World War II. Here they are on the beaches of Normandy. That's no, not bad. The beaches of Normandy serving as the invasion point for the Allies as they seek to defeat the Germans. And when I say not bad, I'm judging on his other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I can't do impressions, but today. I don't try to do them on the show. So. Every day this Just saying, Kevin. Hey, it's all happening. Yep. Somebody's got to keep you honest. We've got to take a short break, but we're going to be right back. We have more Lauren Fendrick. She's in for what, the duration? Until 3 o'clock. That'll be good. Yeah. And uh, 5 p.m. this evening. Remember when she was telling you about her great uh, trainer? He'll be here in 10 minutes. He will be. No, here? Oh. Lauren's like, sweet, I don't have to go we anywhere. bear. Am I in trouble? Uh, welcome to Net Live. <laughs> Thanks for being here, ladies and gentlemen. We will have College Football Weekly coming up. We will talk a little bit about World League. And, Lauren, we got to talk about State of the Beach here. Cause, uh, can I have my uh, wire great. back so I can play Th- music? There have been some... Uh, here. Here you go. I heard your rant. <laughs> Which rant? Yeah, All which yeah. Okay, which one? Yeah. I just want people here, and thanks for coming. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Nailed information, it. for goodness sakes. Is that too much to ask? Just come in and talk to us about this. Let me know. Jimmy Cliff. Nope. <laughs> you thought this was... I can see clearly now earlier yeah. today. Now it's a little different. Let's just go to break. Do you know Love Life? Do you know Love Life? Uh, All right. We'll be back. Love Life? Then keep it shut I hate it when you hear And preach About your new messiah Cause your theories catch fire I can't find no silver lining I don't mean to judge But when you read your speech It's firing Enough is enough I'm covered I'm covering my 
Welcome back to the Net Live. Kevin Barnett sitting in studio with uh, Full House today. Yep. Jeremy, Jeremy Roche, Katie Charles, and Lauren Fendrick all joining us here today. Hope you are happy to be here. I want to make sure we thank our sponsors with whom we would still be here, but we wouldn't be as happy about it. Uh, AVCA, big sponsor of the show, Volleyball Network, uh, pardon me, Volleyball Magazine, uh, also a big supporter. And you can go to BBMag, their website, and check out our show. They have a player there. You can check it out anytime, Volleyball Magazine. And also, 6-8 Clothing, just coming on board. Hope you had a chance to check them out last week. 6-8 Clothing doing a really nice job for the tall, athletic man. No more do you have to wear shirts that are two times as wide as you need them in order to be just barely long enough to tuck into your shirt and tuck into your pants. It's no good. So check them out at 6-8ClothingCompany.com. That's the number eight in the middle of that. And I believe we have a promo code on there to save 10% from the net live, right? That's right. It's TNL10, I believe. So make sure you go visit them. Check it out for the tall man in your life. Lauren? Yeah? Andrew? It's tall man in your life? Yeah. My yeah. brother's going to be thrilled. Check That's where Christmas presents are coming from nice. now on. They have L, XL, T, and XT. What is What T? are you? Are you a I'm an, I'm an LT. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got some of the XLT, and it's still it's too wide for me. I'm kind of a narrow frame. Yeah. So, yeah, LT or LXT, extra tall. So if you have a really tall upper body, if you're Gabe Gardner, you can get that extra length. <laughs> it's just a fact, ladies and gentlemen. It's not me. It happens, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> you can get that extra length that you need. So in the arms as well, I know I appreciate the arms being long enough. Yes, if you hear the construction in the background soon, we will be doing the show outside. <laughs> so thanks to, thanks to 6A Clothing for coming on board. Matt Gardhoff on the message board asked if 6-8 uh, clothing carries bear suits. <laughs> <laughs> Those are custom made by Mrs. Fuller, as far as, as far as I know. One of a kind. Yeah, that is one of a kind. And credit to him a few years ago for playing in 110-degree heat on the beach <laughs> in the bear suit, risking personal injury. For the sake of looking good. and Totally worth it. The fact that we had a bear suit and a piece of pizza out on the, <laughs> out on the court at the same time. Yeah, what was, where was the pizza from? I was what in was the piece the, of pizza. I know, but what was the, wasn't it? Fresh like, Brothers. Fresh, Fresh Brothers, Brothers yeah. Right. I actually, I, I had a fantastically fun moment because I'm in the piece of pizza, and I have <laughs> the... sounds weird. <laughs> sounds totally weird. an odd statement, isn't yeah. it? I'm in the pizza, and I have on the comic book hands. Mickey Mouse hands? Yes. So, and the feet. And I'm up there, I'm setting. Well, there's a white, like, uh, mesh across the eyes. Was this the year my six-man team beat your six-man team? Probably. There was a white mesh across the eyes, which when you were looking forward, no problem. I can see, I can watch the pass. As soon as you look up and the sun hit the white mesh, it was like a whiteout. So I'm, I'm, as the pizza pizza, I'm the setter, and I run up to the setting spot, I follow the ball, I look up, and the ball's gone. So I take my best guess, because you have I know, ginormous hands. I know hands. it's going backwards. Throw myself completely horizontal, and flop to the ground. Whole piece of pizza going flat, and jack the ball to the outside. Uh, not a successful set, but a comedic moment with the piece of pizza going from standing to horizontal in one motion. No, like put the butt down and fall over. I'm talking like I'm just... flat on the sand. Uh, it's like a wrestling move. Did you knock the wind out of yourself? It, it hurt, but the laughter made me feel better. <laughs> when everyone laughed, I felt a lot better. Yeah. I felt like I've accomplished something here today. You're like, at least I may have broken my pelvis, but everybody found it <laughs> funny, so it was totally worth it. Exactly. 
Exactly. We have Jay and Robbie coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, we will have College Fall Weekly. Jay, that's going to be at two your time, going to appear in about seven minutes on the show. Uh, Lauren, we want to get into this later. We want to get into kind of the state of beach volleyball and what you know about the, the town hall meeting and the, the way relations have gone or not gone with USA Volleyball. But that's a little longer discussion, so we're going to save that part for after College Volleyball Weekly. One of the things I, I want to ask you about was kind of some of the upheaval with the FIVB that's been happening lately. Ari Grassa asked, well, not asked to, but did resign from the Brazilian Federation, and we've seen events canceled, including uh, one in Brazil. We've seen other events lose their footing throughout the year last year and now again this year. From the athlete standpoint, how difficult is it for you guys to manage your own schedules when you have these events that are kind of up and down, up and down, gone, happening, not happening? Uh, very difficult, you know, and a big part of it is, you know, find, find plane flights and planning your training because, you know, our training is <clears throat> geared to ramp up for certain tournaments and taper off for others. And so it's kind of a year-long process that you plan in advance. Um, and then uh, if when tournaments are canceled, postponed, you <clears throat> really lose trust in, in the the system and uh, it's hard to uh, feel good about buying a $2,000 plane ticket when you don't know if the tournament's going to be canceled the next day. And they don't reimburse unless it's canceled within, I believe, 31 days or if they the airline say, or FIVB. FIVB. Okay. I think if they say that the tournament's in jeopardy at 45 days, then they can cancel it up to uh, 30 days before. Okay. Um, that's not a lot of time. No, no. not for plane tickets. No. So <clears throat> it's uh, it's been really disconcerting. I know it's a tough time in the economy for everyone worldwide. So I understand that, but uh, you so know, it's, it easy. it's we got so used to a schedule being set in stone, and uh, it just feels like it's moving backwards. Um, but hopefully. Um, with the new administration, new staff, they're figuring things out. Um, the there was a, a I believe a some sort of contract uh, with marketing that uh, limited <coughs> required FIB to have ten grand slams. Um, so that's why they were trying to like upgrade certain events and yeah. downgrade other events and, and grant, yeah. find the money and do this and that. And it all seemed very awkward. Um, I think they've gotten out of that marketing contract, thankfully. Um, so it can be a little bit more uh, organic as to you know what cities, countries want to hold events instead of trying to force some sort of a pre-contractual uh, set number. Um, so I, I'm hopeful that uh, you know the staff can figure things out. As far as Ari Grassa, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, there's been a lot of allegations, and uh, I don't know how the uh, legal system in Brazil uh, kind of functions and, and, and what's going to come out of that, and if anything will even happen coming out of uh, the FIVB. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. The way I've heard it told, there was a leak from Bernaldinho. Basically, well, it seems rumor. to be that there's kind of if you believe the rumors, this is not me making information up, but if you believe the rumors that there are, there are competing interests inside the Brazilian Federation right now and Bernaldinho's fighting it out with Ari Grassa 
basically. Yeah, I heard that. But he resigned, like, it's official. He resigned from the Brazilian one, That was reported. But that one, was right? before this information came out. I thought it was during. Has there been further information about being on the dole here? Being I on heard the take? that he was resigning or resigning, re- set to resign back in December, and gotcha. then information came out after. But okay. I don't know if maybe someone was, if the, the information was threatened earlier. He knew it was coming out. He knew it was coming like, out. Okay, yeah. Gotta go. I, I can't speak on that. It's yeah. hard to get a lot of information. Yeah. How is the communication between the FIVB and the players? Uh, it's it's difficult. Um, and how is it done? Usually by email. Um, you know, for me, it's difficult to even uh, communicate with the players worldwide. Um, language barriers, distance barriers. It's usually easiest to communicate at a tournament, but by that yeah. time, usually... It's too late. You're sometimes. already there. Yeah, yeah, you're already there. Um, <clears throat> and then with the FIVB, it's it's very difficult to communicate uh, for, the, for the same reasons. And uh, the players really don't have a lot of say in what goes on. Um, we did attempt to organize early last year um, and got some minor things changed, but as far as big picture stuff, um, you know, it's, it's not it's not looking good for for the athletes and for the athletes to have any sort of say. In yeah. Is there ever any talk of a union? I know it's a difficult thing to do with for so sure. many languages and differences in culture and differences in income from from top to bottom. But what do those conversations look like? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, maybe union's the wrong word. I think maybe like an association mm-hmm. is better. I think. The union might be uh, illegal, in fact. Um, but, you know, we tried to start a union here in the States. That was hard enough. Yeah, I remember imagine that, trying. 2006 or so. Yeah. yeah. So imagine trying to do that with all, the international all over athletes. the world. Yeah. But, um, but it, you know, it's, it's something that's been talked about and uh, definitely something that uh, might be possible. And uh, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. Take a pretty powerful person in order to bring together all the different interests. And it would also probably take some pretty bad, dire circumstances. I don't know if we've achieved that yet from the player's side. Well, and then are all the players, too. There's so many. Everybody has different priorities. Like, not everybody's going to be happy with it. So it's like who people have to be willing to give up some stuff for yeah. other things. It always requires the athletes that have made it in the current system to give something up to make the system better for everybody. And that you see that in a lot of sports, where like the said, interests was, of the top athletes don't align with the interests of most of the athletes. Well, like you said, it was difficult to do it. Or even country to country. You domestically know, to do it with everybody would be difficult, even more difficult. I can't even imagine internationally. Would it be easier today to do with the uh, players here in the United States than it was in 2006? Whew. I'd love to say yes, but I, probably not. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know why it would be, what would have changed. Um, Different ownership, different professional situation. Yeah. Leonard in charge back then, a seemingly healthy AVP. Yeah. No competition really for that spot. Now there's more competition. There's, or there was, I guess. It's probably gone by now, right? We don't have IMG anymore. We don't have Wide Open. We don't have NBL. IMG is around, homie. I know. Saw the AVP press release. Well, right, but (laughs) they're not running their standalone tour. Correct. Uh, They're not running a competitive tour. Correct. To the AVP. It's a different environment professionally. Yeah. And player-wise, it seems a little different. They've called some of the older players, not the top ones, obviously. 
um, and you have a, a younger group of players, maybe more apt to enlist in a union? I don't know. I was thinking the other day when I first started with the AVP in 2003, I was thinking about who was still left from like player wise. Oh yeah, uh, it's Carrie, Todd. Yep. Phil wasn't even there yet. Phil three. wasn't there yet. Jake wasn't there yet in 2003. Like full time on the beach. Like some of them have played in tournaments, but not full time. I'm, I, that could possibly be it. <laughs> player wise, and, and they'll be gone at 16. Maybe not gone from a standpoint of influence, but. Certainly beach, yep. waning. And then staff-wise, it's me and Al Al. <laughs> Those are the only two people remaining. <laughs> That's amazing. Not sure I would have thought that that was going to be the case 10, 11, 12 years later when I started. But It's like this show, Jeremy. You've outlasted several other people on this show. That was my first year, yep. That was my first qualifier. And how'd it go? I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I did not qualify. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> But it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Who'd you play with that first tournament? Makalani Hovey. Nice. I tried to hit every ball straight. I down. know her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like that You're was like team smart me. person. Oh, thanks. Wasn't that, Except for, <laughs> I wasn't very smart when I got crushed by. What? But isn't that that's like everyone. team? That's like team professionally because Makalani is like an engineer yeah, at yeah. Boeing no, or something, super right? Smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're a lawyer, so. Well, it wasn't then, you weren't then, but yeah. The but it was in you. It was her partner. Then she's like, look how smart she is. I need to go back to school. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Dave Culpepper was still around, too. Oh, right. Crew guy. So yeah. Dave, oh, Dave, Dave is uh, around. Yep. Thank you, Ed Chan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Ed Chan, for chiming in. Matt Gage? Ed Chan's still around. Ed Gage, is he still really around? I mean, he's oh, around, but he's oh, not right. full you're time, right. though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, Gage was there for sure. Yeah. Do we have our boys? Yes. We do. Okay. Let's go to them. How much more time do you have? Can you do a little segment after this? Yeah. Okay. About a half hour? In a half hour? No, in 15 (laughs) minutes. Yeah. But you can listen in. This is about men's collegiate volleyball. Might be funny. Yeah. It might suck. Probably be good, actually, right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, now we're hitting playoffs. Good time. Oh, boy. No, we got our guys. It won't suck. That's for sure. Guarantee this is going to be good because we're an association with an association. When you have that many people in a room. Wait a minute. Do you know what you're saying right now? <laughs> Each week we like to recap what happened and look forward to what will be in the world of college volleyball. We're focused on the men and indoor right now. We know sand is going on. It's just gotten underway. We're not completely ignoring it. Pac-12 has been covering it, and it's exciting. We know we have Andrew Fuller coaching over there at USC. But we have our correspondents who are focused on the men and the end of the season. The MPSF still anything could happen. And we have the EVA, the MEVA. The Conference Carolinas, welcome in Jay and Robbie. Jake. Good morning, gentlemen. gentlemen. How are we doing? We are well. That'd be gentlemen and ladies. And ladies. And we have ladies. Gentlemen and ladies. Sorry, sorry. We have split host today. It's kind of nice, actually. We have 50, some balance. 50 in here. I'm yeah. feeling not... Oh, not yeah, How come we haven't had like, some sort of nasty you, gender-based discussion? <laughs> are, there, <laughs> are there enough headsets in the office for you guys to use? Yeah. They're using yes, earbuds. <laughs> we have invested in technology here. We actually made it possible for people to listen to the show. Uh, guys, <laughs> listen to me. I, I, I was going over this earlier and looking at the MPSF, and holy cow, what a mess. It uh, is a anything, nightmare. <laughs> anything could happen here. And, and I feel bad. I was reading the off-the-block interview with uh, the selection committee chair, and it was interesting. They're kind of up against it, perhaps, but even just to decide who's going to be in playoffs is a big question. We have playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> we have the top three 
Then we have two tied for fourth. We have three tied for sixth. And then we have USC at ninth. And USC is done. They are winning <laughs> the results this week. Is that not the worst spot to be in, is just oh. sitting there waiting for everybody else to play their matches, and there's <laughs> nothing you can do in order to help or hurt your cause? Have them on the show for their perspective, since they'd be great observers. <laughs> <laughs> not, not unless you want to hear Fergie pop a couple of cold ones during the interview. He, he's probably <laughs> drinking his blues away right now. I hope that Fergie's out catching some waves and just trying to get away from it all because there's not much he can do. He's got to watch UCLA, Hawaii, and Long Beach figure it out here. And I'm surprised, Robbie, to see Long Beach in this situation. Oh, gosh, they, they are in a tough bind with that, that losing streak of, of three as of late. And, gosh, and, and who do they take on the rest of the way? A hot Cal State Northridge team who's got two big wins this week. Um, gosh, it's just Sam Holt went off and... Gosh, how do you just prepare for this team that's coming up hot at the end and a team that's kind of really cooling off right now? You know, Taylor Crabb's still doing his thing, but, man, he's needing some help out there on the court right now in a big kind of way. Well, what's up uh, with Ammerman? Ammerman seems to be the guy who's got to provide balance. Well, you know, it's you know he's getting his swings. It's just that percentage-wise, it's the other pin hitters. Ammerman is is probably hitting average over 200, 225, but now they, they've got to go to a third guy, um, and they brought in a Cody Martin who got 18 kills and hit 60, 67, but it wasn't enough against UCLA. So, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're needing a little more contributions at the pins because Taylor can't do it all. And it's like I said, it's, it's, man, he's needing some help, or at least mix it up a little better in the middles so they can get them involved and open it up more for, for Taylor at the outside. Wait, Robbie, hold on. When did 250 become a good number on the outside? That's not a good number for an outside oh, no, hitter. I didn't, say, I didn't say it was a good number, but okay. they just helped Taylor Crabb. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard before, oh, so-and-so is hitting really well. And it was in reference to a player from SC who was hitting like 115. I'm like, what do you mean hitting well? If you're hitting 115 <laughs> on a season, you are nowhere near that. You are dog meat. <laughs> Well, I think just hitting 250 for Long Beach and then would help Taylor Crabb open up the court a little more for him because, like I said, he's one of the most dynamic players. He has such a great range of shots. And if it opens up just a little bit more, I think Long Beach gets those, those late-set wins because uh, it's someone else they can go to. Like, they can't just focus on Crabb. So that's all they need, I believe, because they're right there. <clears throat> yeah, and CSUN is going to get them twice in a weird quirk of the scheduling. They're going to get them twice in, in three days here. Uh, twice in two days, or twice in three days. Uh, Long Beach State, home and away uh, with CSUN. And CSUN coming off victories 3-2 over UCLA and 3-1 over UC Santa Barbara. I said a week ago that CSUN could play the role of spoiler, and they are playing that role well. Oh, yes, they are. And Sam Holt with that career-high 37 kills. And he, got, he, he, he amassed 40.5 points, which is the most since 2010 in the MPSF. So, gosh, you got to love that sophomore performance of the outside hitter. I mean, you know, Travis McGorry and their setter just said, I found the hot hand and I'm going to Holt at the outside. And UCLA had a difficult time stopping them. So, uh, you know, hats off to Travis McGorry for recognizing that and just seeing that, wow, i got to go to this guy if we want to win this match. <clears throat> all right, Jay, I know you've been watching this. Give me the what-ifs here with this group of teams that are all separate by one match, basically. Oh, I tell you what, I've, I've got some stuff written down here, and, and you know, I'm, I'm normally, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of the trolls on Volley Talk, but one guy has definitely put down some work, and I'm, I'm going to quote him on some of his things. But here's what's going on. 
you've got UC Santa Barbara at sitting currently at 14 and 8. They've got Cal Baptist and BYU, and most likely they're going to go 1 and 1. Uh, could go 2 and 0. I'm not too sure they're going to go 0 and 2. So my uh-huh. final prediction for them is they'll be 15 and 9. They'll be safe. UC Irvine is 14 and 8 as well. Uh, and they have UOP and Stanford. And again, most likely will split. Could go 2-0. I'm not sure they're going to go 0-2. They're going to finish 15-9. They should be safe. You get down to uh, the next group. Long Beach State has CSUN twice, and, and Robbie talked about it uh, with Holt. That team right now knows that they don't have a shot to be in the playoffs. However, they are going to relish in the opportunity to be a spoiler. And if they can go ahead and take two from Long Beach, it, there's a possibility that Long Beach could be out, but uh, that's a long shot. There's have to be a lot more combinations of things to happen for Long Beach to be out. But that could put them in the eighth spot, and they could have to travel to BYU, and that would be a real tough pull for them. So I think they're safe. I'm not too sure that, they're, that it's a, a, a given, but I'm going to say that Long Beach State's going to be in. Where they finish is going to be a question mark. Now let me get down to the next group, and this is where all the craziness starts to happen. Hawaii right now is at 13-9, and and UCLA is at 13-9 and as well with Long Beach. Now, Hawaii has got two matches against Pepperdine this weekend. They're not notoriously good on the road, and they have to win both in order to get a, to get into the uh, playoffs because USC holds the tiebreaker over them, and they right. do hold the tiebreaker over UCLA, but UCLA has a little bit of a better road in order to get in. Um, so they're not out but they're not safe. And so Hawaii's got a big weekend in front of them. UCLA is the one that's wobbling a little bit more, though. 13-9, and nine, but they've got Cal Baptist and BYU. So they're most likely going to go 14-10. and 10. But if they split, they're going to be tied with USC, and UCLA owns the tiebreakers because they won 3-0 versus USC, winning 3-1. So they're kind of safe. They're going to be okay. USC is 14 and 10. They are done for the season. They are sitting back, popping beers, and hoping for the best. Uh, uh, They need UCLA to lose both or Hawaii to lose one because USC owns a tiebreaker on both of those. So if that can happen, then USC is in and then UCLA will be out. Now, Cal State Northridge again could play the spoiler. Not likely, though, that they're going to get anywhere else. They're probably going to go one and one, I'm thinking, on the week. And if Long Beach goes one and one, they have the tiebreaker over Hawaii, but they lose to USC, and they also own the tiebreaker over UCLA. This is going to sound a little confusing, but I'm going to tie it all together in a minute. Hawaii, they own the tiebreaker over UCLA, but they lose to USC and Long Beach State. USC has the tiebreaker over Hawaii, and, uh, ha- but lose, and also have the tiebreaker over Long Beach, but they lose to the U- UCLA. And so right now USC is kind of scrambling. UCLA loses the tiebreaker at Hawaii, but they have the tiebreaker over USC, and they don't yet know about Long Beach State because they have to play them. So if 14-10 and 10 is the record that those four teams get, okay, or three teams get, Hawaii, USC, and UCLA, if it's those three, Hawaii and USC are in, UCLA is out. Wow. If it's just University of wow. Hawaii and USC that are 14 and 10, then USC is in and University of Hawaii is out. This is a lot of stuff going on. And then don't even get me started. If there's four teams at 14 and 10, I'm not quite sure how it all is going to shake out because Long Beach is going to have to fit its way in there. There's some more criteria that go on than the ones that I just did some basic research on. This is uh, you know, a, a gnarly 
weekend of matches that's coming up here pretty soon. So, uh, Robbie, maybe maybe you can shed some light on the crazy algorithms that I just brought out there. Well, I actually did the same thing, and, and you're right on point, but there's definitely one of those, those, those X factors involved, particularly for the Hawaii, Hawaii matches, because notice that we haven't been seeing any Parker Combox stats for Pepperdine, and I'm wondering if, if you know, I'm not sure what's, what's going on personnel-wise, but they were able to win against SC this last week, but I think Parker Combox, Combox a large part of the success that Pepperdine's been having, and he's not able to play against Hawaii. You know, last match he played in was against Stanford on March 29th. I think that's going to be key because Hawaii is hot. Let's just let's just call them what they are. They beat BYU twice in Hawaii in some marathon matches, so uh, they're coming in with a bunch of, of of you know energy as well as motivation, and they're thinking we can do this now. And and Pepperdine is good, but I think they have to have Parker Kalmbach in the scene. <clears throat> yeah, Kalmbach was questionable at Stanford. They chose to play him. Maybe not the best decision. Josh Taylor, of course, has not been practicing for most of the season with a, a leg issue. And so Pepperdine, despite their record and the way they've been playing lately without those two guys, they're going to struggle. If you look at the matches, though, that Hawaii was successful against bigger teams at the moment, they were at home. Now they're on right. the road, and on the road they're not as good notoriously. They lost two to USC, uh, and I believe they lost two to Santa Barbara. And, you know, those teams were just right there with everybody else that, uh, you know, that, that kind of that, that kind of are in the mix now for this eighth and ninth spot. So that that means a lot. And you're right about uh, about Parker Kalmbach. You know, he's not been in the lineup. But J.J. Molsoff came in this weekend and did a nice job, and that's the kid's first couple of matches of the season. So, you know, if you're going to come in and you're going to put a kid in that spot and hope that he does well, and he has the kind of night they did the other night against USC. I like Pepperdine's chances right now against Hawaii both times. Yeah, and Molsoff, interesting story with him. He is a Hawaii transfer, so he was at Hawaii just a couple of years ago. Maybe he gets the opportunity. He goes off against his old team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know when you have when you have that kind of motivation behind you, I know that, that uh, there's also some kids throughout the throughout the programs out there that you know maybe they felt they got slighted from the team that the, that they really wanted to go play for. And next thing you know, they go off on a night, and it could have a lot of implications this weekend. Hawaii <laughs> really needs to get both these matches. The I made it my mission to destroy USC back in the day. I was all about wrecking USC and Jim McLaughlin for not getting a chance. <laughs> Imagine, though, know, if you went to USC, you may never have played on the national team. You may not have all these great experiences and stories, Kevin. You just never know. Marv Dumpy's a hell of a coach. No, it wasn't the recruiting process. It was the B team that I got cut from and never had a chance. I was talking with John Costey about this just uh, when I was up there at Stanford last week or week before and saying, you know, I hated John Costey back then, but turns out John Costey's a nice guy, so I have to like him now. <laughs> but back then, man, I wanted to tear John Costey apart. He put me in a dark alley, but it would have been ugly. <laughs> That's a great story right there. Sadly, Stanford, I could not beat that year. They were pretty good. <laughs> did my best. but uh, <laughs> All right, so there's a bunch of permutation for the MPSF. It is not the only conference, despite what most people think. And Correct. Sometimes say. Uh, but we have Conference Carolinas, which uh, yes. it, it was been in question, right? We had Erskine early and then Mount Olive. Is that, is that a good description of it? Or Erskine well, late? Here's what's going on. They are the first conference right now that are actually in their playoff mode. Their season is done. Their playoffs start this week on Wednesday. Uh, the first two quarterfinals go on, and the way that they've worked it is the top eight teams go into the playoffs. The top two seeds get a bye into the semifinal rounds. So the first quarterfinal is number six, Lees McRae, against number three, Mount Olive. 
Uh, Lee's McCray lost both matches to Mount Olive this year. So, you know what they always say, the toughest match to beat a team is the third one that you play. So, right. we'll see what Lee's McCray can do there, and that's at Mount Olive. The second quarterfinal is number five, Barton, versus number four, Limestone. Now, you would think Boy. out of the gates that Barton's not going to be that good against Limestone because they're a little bit lower seed and their, their record's not as good. However, both matches against limestone they won so this could be a real big barn burner right there for that team and those two teams the winner will play number uh the winner of the first quarter final will play at pfeiffer the winner of the second quarter final are going to play at erskine so uh you know good luck to the teams out there at the conference carolinas earning your spot at the table you're going to show the rest of the country who they have to look out for first so uh we'll see what happens with that conference Here's a question I have. Loyola Chicago, 16 first-place votes in the new poll just out. They are 23-1. and one. However, they beat Lindenwood and Quincy. It doesn't seem like they're getting much of a challenge here. 3-0, 3-0. I don't have the set scores in front of me, but my guess is they're not too competitive. Uh, is Loyola really prepared for a national championship run here, given the relative strength of schedule for them? Why, why don't you ask the teams that play San Diego, UOP, and Cal Baptist? Are they just as prepared as well? It's the same thing, just different conference. Okay. Pepperdine, I think uh, for Loyola, though, like last year when we saw them play in the NCAA championships, th- that team was a really good team. They just were young. So I think that with a year uh, more experience under their belt, they're going to be a pretty strong team come you know, this, this postseason time because there's no doubt they're going to they're gonna win their tournament. I, it's hard for me to see them losing. Uh, but when they get in the uh, NCAAs, I think they're going to put up a pretty strong battle. I think they'll be prepared. Well, obviously that's the feeling nationwide because they, they got 16 first-place votes. Not all those are coming from the East Coast. Pepperdine got two first-place votes, and no one else received a first-place vote. So it's Loyola Chicago in one, Pepperdine two, BYU three, Stanford four, UC Santa Barbara five, then it's Irvine, Long Beach State, SoCal, Hawaii, and UCLA. Now, I, I have to point this out, that of the top ten, there was only one team outside the MPSF. Right. Well, yep, you've got those battles going on, and some big teams went down between BYU going down twice, UCLA losing. You've got you know, Stanford, who is just hot right now. That is a team that, that teams don't want to see. They, just, they are a well-functioning machine right now. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that you have this kind of shifting going on in the competition we're seeing. You know, teams are really kicking it in, and the, and the coaches have, have prepared their personnel, their players properly. They've, they're ready to, to peak right now. So I think that you know, the teams that you're seeing winning the last few weeks are the teams that are going to be pushing through the playoffs right now. <clears throat> Penn State in 12, right where you belong, Jay. That's right. We locked that number down. <laughs> we like that number. It's a good round number. It's even. You know, so it is. I, I, now, I saw this last week, Lloyd Ball doing a bunch of posting with the IPFW men's team as they were traveling, but tell me about the MEVA, Jay. The MEVA right now is not nearly as dramatic, but there is still some, you know, uh, some stuff going on. Right now, the, the, number, the way they work it is uh, everybody makes it except the last place team into the playoffs. Loyola gets a first round bye. Lewis, Ball State, and IPFW are second, third, and fourth. They will be hosting the first round against Ohio State, Lindenwood, and Grand Canyon, who rounds out that conference. Really, that conference is nothing more right now than just kind of who is going to be hot at the right moment. I agree with Robbie. I think Loyola is going to win their conference out. They've, they've shown throughout the course of the year that no matter you know, where they are, they're going, to, they're going to win. And at home, hosting this year, there's going to be some extra motivation. There could be more, extra pressure, but I agree with Robbie. Last year was a good experience. 
experience for them. I think they're going to go into this tournament and they're going to handle it the way they're supposed to. They're going to go into the national tournament ranked first or second without question. I just wonder with Grand Canyon in there, is, is, have they moved the Grand Canyon? Is that located like outside Toledo now? Is that, is there, <laughs> I'm not sure how they end up in the Miva. I, I am positive that Arnie Ball and, and a couple of the other schools out there wish that they were located a little closer. They're, they're kind of the anomaly of sorts. They're the Hawaii, I guess, if you will, of the Miva, but, uh, you know, without the weather and the surf. It's uh, Grand Canyon. We'll, we'll see what happens with them. They, they could, uh, when the UOP leaves, there could be some push for them to go into the MPSF. We'll see. What's happening over at Ohio State? Two years removed from the national championship? Yeah, Ohio State is um, going through some growing pains, if you ask me. They're, you know, the team that, that won it in 2011, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, they remind me a lot of Loyola this year. Loyola is just a very steady team. They're not flashy, but they play good volleyball. They've had some kids graduate over the years, and they're down to a team now that I think at any given moment has three or four true freshmen on the court. And I think they're just kind of figuring their way. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's frustrating for the seniors that are on the court now, uh, but the reality is, is that, you know, it's not not like most teams where you just reload and, and put in a new group of juniors and seniors. They've got to get some growing pains as well. So a little tough this year. Not so sure they're going to make it past the first round. I think they'll win the first round match, but it's going to be against IPFW at IPFW, and that's going to be really, really tough. Jay, I, I know you guys are in first place in the EVA, but my real question is, is did our Sisters of the Poor get in the playoffs this year? <laughs> No, our sisters of the poor did not. Here's how it stands right now in the EIVA. We are obviously number one at 10 and one. Harvard and Princeton are both tied at nine and three, but the overall, and I think, pardon? I said you guys have a little competition there in those two teams. We've had a little competition for the last couple of years. Harvard and Princeton, Brian Bays and Sam Schweisky's teams, respectively, have done a really nice job of building those programs to be recognized as, as solid teams to play. You know, they went out west for the last couple of years, and Harvard beat Northridge, and, uh, you know, uh, Princeton beat Santa Barbara, and, and, you know, these are, those are good teams, and, you know, they're both at nine and three, but Harvard holds the edge in terms of the seeding. Now, it doesn't really matter because two plays three anyways, so those two teams are kind of locked down. They're going to play each other in the first round, most likely, of the EIVAs. The teams that are fighting right now are George Mason and St. Francis. Now, George Mason currently is in fourth with a seven and five record. St. Francis is in fifth with a five and six record. George Mason plays Princeton two times in the next in the next week and a half. They must win one of those matches to advance. Now, if they split, St. Francis has to lose all three, and I don't think that's going to happen because St. Francis has NJIT, which is Barney's team, God favorite team God. in the country. St. <laughs> Francis right. also that's, has God. Uh, they do, and uh, but St. Francis plays us, NJIT, and Rutgers, and they're mostly most likely going to go two and one for that weekend. So they'll be seven and seven. George Mason has to win at least one. If they win one, they're eight and six, and they'll be in the fourth spot in the last playoff spot for the EIBA. All right, all right. Tell me this. Tell me this, Robbie and Jay. Who's going to get left out in the MPSF? Your prediction, who's the team outside looking in? And then we'll get on to Overwatch this week. Oh, you got to do that, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, Robbie. You're, you're, the, I am, you're the not a bad expert. man on this one. This has been one of the most unpredictable seasons on the, this from three on. So, uh, ooh. <laughs> can, I, can I pause on Jay, kind of like when we order it at Islands for our, our hamburgers? I'll pass I, on to you. For, <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's work our way backwards and save the MPSF for last. Does that, does that sound good to you? 
Yeah, I'll give me a chance to really look at that. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, uh, in the IBA, George Mason's going to get the fourth spot. In the conference, Carolinas, I'm predicting Erskine to hold true. I think Erskine's going to come out the winner. They're going to play that championship match next week, but I believe Erskine's going to be the one that comes out of the conference, Carolinas, to get their first ever berth into the big dance. In the MIVA, I'm calling Loyola to win the whole thing. That's still not going to happen for a week or so, but that's what I'm calling right now. Now we get to the MPSF. You ready, Robbie? Yeah, yep, and uh, guard off. Love you, my friend, but I have a feeling yes, he's going to be the odd man out this one. Ooh, ooh, calling <laughs> USC to be out. Wow. Um, you know, I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to say Hawaii is going to be the one that's out. Uh, I don't think Hawaii's got what it takes to win both at Pepperdine. I love love the guys on that team, know the coaching staff there, Jeff Hall very well. Uh, you know, I, and I, we obviously have an old player that played for us that's playing for them now, Jace Olsen. Would love to see him get into that playoff situation, especially because last year they went to BYU and almost beat them, got hosed on a call in the, in the fifth game. And Imagine that at BYU, getting hosed on a call. Strange. I know very it's strange. a big shocker. I know it's a huge shocker to everybody out there, but I'm, yeah. hmm. I'm just thinking that right now Pepperdine is too good and Hawaii is going to be facing a real tough uphill battle. So I'm going to say Hawaii is the last team out. That's my call. All right. There you go. All right. How about matches this week that matter to you? Just give me a couple, Jake. Um, I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you Cal State Northridge and Long Beach, both matches. I'm going to give you BYU at UCLA. And I'm going to give you Hawaii at Pepperdine, both matches. Those are the, the matches I'll be watching this weekend. UHB Pep. Okay. Robbie. All right. For, I actually agree with the ones that Jays are watching, but I'm going to add one on there just because of, of the significance of it. Pacific at UC Irvine. And the reason being is it's the last match that we're going to see the Pacific men's volleyball team playing. So Great call, um, Robbie. Yeah. You know, I, as much as it's going on around the MPSF, it is such a disappointment that this has to happen. And, uh, you know, watching Sam and his crew playing over the last few years, it's, uh, I just wish they could have saved that program up there. <clears throat> yeah, that yeah, was actually going to be my next statement. We all mourn the death of the Pacific men's volleyball team. A sad day and not a good thing for collegiate volleyball and our collegiate sports in general. So, And if thanks, there is a good... If there's a good news, they won their last match at home against Cal Baptist this weekend, so hats off to Joe and the group up there. Yeah, they are uh, hopefully going out on a decent run. All right, boys. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All, All right, right, everyone. Have a good, Have a good one. See ya. Jane Robbie checking out here, College of Volleyball Weekly. Again, the standings. The poll that just came out, just announced from the AVCA, American Volleyball Coaches Association, Loyola Chicago, continues at number one. Pepperdine, BYU, Stanford, UC Santa Barbara, UC Irvine, Long Beach State, Southern Cal, Hawaii, UCLA, Lewis, Penn State, Ball State, IPFW, and Northridge, your top 15. Done. Good job. We can welcome Lauren Fendrick back to the program. She was uh, using her foam roller during that. Yeah, and I, I wanted to run down and get her the better foam roller. Oh, man. I've got a grid downstairs. I've oh, got yeah, the rumble yeah. roller. I've got like a whole family yeah. of rollers. Yeah. Next time. And I've got a new one coming. Should we be taking a photo of you? One of the vibrating ones? Oh, yeah. Seriously? Oh, yeah. What? Soon. From what Soon. brand? Oh. I'll let you know when it comes. When it, when it shows up, we'll get you to come back to the studio again. Is this a birthday gift? Uh, I know. This is a this guy I know. Yeah. He's doing some good stuff, man. And by the way, I have all kinds of comments about the... Uh, 
vibrating foam roller, but this is a family show, so I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> I got on the vibrating foam roller. It's it is amazing. fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, a good one. Not, I've been on some crummy ones. I've only been on one. Is it, is it out yet? Does it exist yet? Nope. Oh, well, you've been on, you and I've been on the same one. Oh, and you get one? Or are you buying it? Allegedly, I'm getting one. What gonna are the? I'm going to promote. What are they? Endlessly. What are they saying? The I benefits of that are better than the other one. It's awesomer, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually That's what it says. The it's awesomer. What's better? We're awesomer. <laughs> <laughs> Suck one, at everybody else. We're awesomer. Well? Huh? Which ones don't work well? Rollers. The, the foam roller. There's no, like no. a red one, a vibrating red foam roller that I don't care for very much. It's got like a gray plastic end on it. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know who makes it, but it mm-hmm. sucks. And then uh, that's it. I like the grid, the one that I have now. It's not a vibrating one, but I love the grid. I love that I can travel with it because it has it's hollow inside, mm-hmm. so you can stuff clothes in it. Yeah, it takes up yeah, no space. Oh, I traveled with that one for a while, but even that's too soft now. Yeah, it's not. It's not My foam roller is like a PVC pipe. That's how hard it is. Yeah, that's, that's what you want. But you got to work your way to that. Like you start somebody oh, on foam yeah. rolling, you can. You don't okay because it'll kill them. Yeah, don't give them the white. They'll never do it again. No, if you give Why your friend would you the, do this. If you give your friend the white one, you don't like your friend. That's not your friend. <laughs> if you give your friend a black one and they get on it and they're crying, and you tell them, suck it up, you are a friend. You are helping them get better. The white one doesn't do anything at all. No, the, the white one is like a pillow. Like, you should carry it and sleep on it. I mean, it's just it's terrible. But the black one, tell them, go black. Don't go back. <laughs> go black. Never go back. And then you can go on from there. You can go on to the grid. You can go on to the rumble roller. We can get to the vibrating thing here in a minute. It's uh, quality. I, I mean, can't, you I just keep setting them up for me, I, but I can't say it. It's a family show. Knocking them out of the park ah, right now. Seriously. Ah. It's frustrating. <laughs> so many good jokes. Thanks for hanging around. Glad glad you were enjoying the Matt Gardhoff Net oh Live book. Gosh, I believe you're in there amazing. probably a few times. I am, I guarantee you, should, I am you're so in there. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Gardhoff still taking orders for those things. We promise. I that think again. we've moved on. Yeah, oh like yeah, you I can want. buy you can buy those. I'll put up the uh, link on our Facebook page again. Like yeah, the, you know, with Gardhoff, funds that go to him will flow directly to some other volleyball project. You are yeah, definitely for sure. benefiting for sure. the sure. world Start of volleyball. Start buying and volleyball yeah. Q three comes with yeah, reality. exactly. That's right. right. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the yeah, post here. Yeah, what do you here. really want to talk about? Oh, oh. <laughs> Ed Chan just posted for us on the the NetLife oh, Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, I got it on my phone. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, it's uh, Andrew in the bear suit. It's Andrew in the bear suit spiking. Is that uh, Aaron that he's yeah. that's taking the header right there? Oh, that was when we slaughtered him, and they didn't shake hands. They just ran off. <laughs> they went. They went right to shellbacks. That's yeah, we beat him. Yeah, and we and we beat and we beat, we beat you in the finals. That ball, that ball's going right off the face of Walk Fogle, isn't it? You gotta do what you gotta do. Wear it, Walk Fogle. Literally. <laughs> Walk Fogle six one six two maybe. Uh, his head is not above the net. That was like a straight down bear spike. That was there's a claw on that. Andrews, one. how tall? Lauren, six nine. Six nine, six ten. And in a bear suit, just smashing a ball off Aaron's face. <laughs> six eleven with the ears. Yes, that's a great call. <laughs> All right, so Lauren, I wanted to ask you. Thanks for hanging around, by the way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about what's been going on with USA volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it on the show here. We talked about for those that have not been listening to every program for the last few months. A report came out at the end of January that was an independent review of the state of things between USA Volleyball and the beach athletes and how it was being run. And specifically the beach. Only the beach. Yep. And it was brought about because of an impasse, essentially, between beach representatives on the board and the rest of the board and the organization or something akin to that. So an independent review happens. The report comes out at the end of January, is presented to the board. They publish the report. All 900 pages of it. 151 pages, yep. And we read 
I read, I don't know, I got, 60 pages of it I got it to the summary and then some more. I read little. the summary, read some other pieces of it, and, and found it quite interesting. Then there was a town hall a couple of weeks ago available on Citrix GoToMeeting. I listened in. It is now archived. We posted it last week where it's archived. You can go and listen to the presentation. Uh, give me, Lauren, your impressions of how it got to that point, what you guys were being told as the athletes, and then what your impressions are of the report itself. Um, first of all, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Typical athlete. Uh, no. So obviously there was, I'm not privy to board meetings, so I don't know what happened in there, but obviously there was some sort of impasse, as you said, that, uh, or not impasse, but, you know, the investigation was something that the board, uh, came up with as something that was necessary. Um, so something sparked that. I'm not privy to what, and uh, everything happened like you like you said, um, and you know I, I think, I know we get a lot of flack for uh, complaining and whining or, uh, you know, being very vocal about our situation, but I think the beach situation has vastly improved and is uh, going in the right direction, and I'm I'm happy with uh, the direction it's going. And I think that's a large part due to the uh, staff involved. And um, Sean Scott's been doing a great job in there. He's been putting a lot of time, energy, and effort into uh, developing policies and procedures um, that make sense for, you know, the athletes now and, and the athletes do you know, was Sean brought in for that, or did he kind of have to go into that role after he, the passing of Dave Williams? He is in a temporary position. Yeah. Um, Bobby Clark is fulfilling uh, Dave's position temporarily. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, Sean needs to be permanent, and uh, general manager position needs to be permanent. You'd like to see him in that role? Yes. Absolutely. So you'd like to see him as the GM in that GM position that was recommended to be created? Uh the oh well yeah i mean i'm i suppose he could do the gm but i think he's really good with the hands on oh more of the uh, coordinator the position beach. yeah yeah um and i want to say first while well, we're here for a moment about Sean Scott kudos to him for getting involved mm-hmm. cuz he came on he was on the board for a number of years as the beach representative right. i think learned a lot about what was what was going on behind the scenes, not just the end result, but why. Right. And then ended up transitioning into this position here where he's taking on a lot of responsibility for creation and improvement of the organization. So kudos to Sean Scott for putting his money where his mouth was and getting involved. And all the players I've talked to about Sean are happy with the direction that he's going in. Did you talk to Sean about whether he's happy with me? Sean doesn't like you. He loves me. We're neighbors. I'll get him on the show at some point, but... uh, so that's all good news. Whether I'm sorry, Sean. Yeah, exactly. Whether what Sean's doing is perfect or not, that's irrelevant. Like, but they're happy. The players are happy with Sean and the direction that he's going in. That's like I'd like that word. Direction too. Like you may not agree with everything, but how could you? There's reasons and you know a thoughtfulness behind what's happening, and he knows uh, the player perspective. He knows the board perspective. He spends a lot of time thinking about the issues, talking to people, because um, it's not an easy job. Um, to manage all you folks? Well, no. <laughs> the amount of work that they have to do, yeah, yeah. Um, the amount of staff they have, and the broad range of knowledge that you have to have to do it well, 
Um, I don't, you know, that's why you can't replace Allie because she did so many different things. Like the work, the knowledge base required to do her job, like takes at least two people yeah. because she just w- has been there since 2006 and right. seen the evolution of, uh, the beach programming. Um, and I, I, I do think it's evolving and I do think it's, um, you know, going in the right direction. Why so much acrimony over Allie? Um, I don't know. A lot of people didn't uh, agree with, like, she got to basically design the program from the ground up, which not an easy task. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, implementing new changes, which athletes never like changes. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you're not going to please everybody all the time. And um, she had to do a lot of work as, you know, it was her and Dana Lee doing everything. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, and, and there's a difference, and I think maybe this has been lost in some of the rhetoric, with incompetence versus not liking the decisions that were made. Yeah. And it seemed everyone was always screaming incompetence. Mm. And, I, and I don't know. A lot of that's in there. the past, though. Yeah. yeah. But still, saying, Allie cannot be the person. Mm. People carrying stuff. It, yeah. Give me, I mean, and you can only speak for yourself. Right. Give me the general sense of where you think the sport is at from the athlete perspective and what kind of the general feelings are out there. Nothing specific to anybody, but your your opinion of of the opinion of of the beach athletes. That's weird. What's your, your opinion, opinion of the opinion? Of the opinion? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a clean way to put it. But, you know what I mean, just kind of the general feeling. I know in 2010, everybody's, the sky is falling because it was. And where are we at now? Um, I believe that the players are uh, engage, more engaged. Okay. Um, I think with all the communication and effort towards transparency, you have, you know, younger athletes uh, getting involved, listening, going to the town hall meetings. Um, which is a new thing for the younger athletes. Well, yeah. Which getting them involved at in early involved age is good. Yeah. Um, which is great. And um, for me personally, I am really happy with the job that USA V has been doing with the communication efforts and um, with the effort towards transparency and improvement on all fronts. Um, You know, for, from the athlete's perspective, we're mainly concerned with the details of, you know, surround or uh, details around, uh, you know, our competition and mm-hmm. things to Travel, that nature. Entry, so things that, like, yeah. you know, fans and, uh, you know, administration is... Yeah, fans aren't going <laughs> to care. ...considers less yeah. important, and, and they sh- maybe rightfully should. Um, so, I mean, that's that. those are the things that directly affect our experience. Um, but I think also letting us know, like, the vision for the future and if there are policies and procedures that seem a little strange, like, okay, this is why we're doing it. It's for the future um, athletes and future development. Um, it's a little bit easier to swallow um, yeah. when there's, you know, some subjectivity involved or uh, policies that maybe uh, have to change. Yeah, it's interesting in listening to some of the report and the numbers about over 30, under 30. Right. We're all way over 30, our most successful players. Right. The rest of the world, their most successful players are way under 30. Right. And while everything's hunky-dory now, look at the success we've had, how awesome are we, 
when it comes down to the negotiations or whatever their complaint is about USA Volleyball, it's always, well, we make all these medals and this and that. You go, okay, but if I look behind you guys, there's a hole. Yeah. It's a 2010 hole, basically. Yeah. Where's everybody else? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's nice to talk about that, but something has to start to fill that pipeline. Right, and I think it has to do with uh, having a strong, successful domestic tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, there's other factors in that, too. You don't have other countries that have 30 or, you know, even, like, more than four teams per country. Right. Yeah. So The expectation yeah. here is somehow that if I'm not good enough to be inside the top five, I should still be making a living somehow, when that's not accurate at other places, no? Well, yeah, and uh, you have just smaller programs mm-hmm. abroad in, in other countries generally. Um, and uh, Outside of, take out Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe China, because they just put money in. Are there other ones that have a big program or a program on the scale of what's being talked about here in the U.S.? No, but, uh, oh, as far as with the 12 athletes, is that what you're talking, referring to, the beach report? Or are you talking about uh, like a domestic tour? No, I, I was. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, because I was talking about kind of the, the composition of the national team. And you were saying that you know what in they other want countries. In the beach report. Yeah, what they want this massive team. Yeah. And that like doesn't even exist. Athletes. Per right. side, right? Right. And that doesn't. Does that exist anywhere else? I mean, they were talking about maybe China. Um, okay. But I, yeah, I don't and know probably what Brazil. happened in Brazil after the top eight. Yeah. Um. They might just leave everyone behind. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but it, it's possible for them to make a living on the other tour, or on the Brazilian tour, maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, I know that their draw size decreased down to 16, and the qualifiers uh, became a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I, I think I think they got a little smaller, too. But um, But yeah, I think that's a great step in the right direction. You have to get people who are young, who... Are, you have to help them develop faster because, you know, if you come out on the beach and you're just finding your own way, it's going to take you five, eight years, however long to, you know, make that transition. Generally people are coming from indoor, hopefully with the sand, or I know with the sand, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. I thought it would take longer, but there's girls in there with a ton of talent and they're going to transform the professional and, uh, international, uh, game as soon as you know they graduate so really excited more prepared than ever for the beach game yeah Yeah. because you're just playing earlier and that's part of the reason too why you have a lot of older athletes on um in the u.s because you play you go to university first and you're already behind yeah Yeah. so you don't have anybody who's playing when they're 14 15 16 by the way the men's side still screwed I think that's they, the side I'm more I think concerned with. Start a club, a club program. I think a club system will happen, but a club system's never produced national team talent, really. No, yeah, outside of point. the oddball, no funding, no good coaching. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, you're just out there with your buddies. It can only be so good. Yeah. And I, I said this items on this show, maybe never, never. Yeah. Write it in big letters, N E V E R. Huge, gigantic letters, put lights on them, spotlights, uh, run some circus girls in front of it, whatever, right? Have an elephant go across. Never will you see men's sand volleyball as a sport in the NCAA. Oh, man, I don't know. Can you, 
Yeah, elephants. I know. Tigers. I don't know, Kevin. I mean, I actually agree. They're never, ever. Strong never, men, ever, ever, strong ever. Strong men tearing phone books in front of the word never. Yeah. Well, unless people, something... I hope you're wrong. How are you going to add a... Me too. No, I know How are you going to add a men's court? You can't. Title IX won't allow it. Ever. Because they won't take the funding away from any other sport, and they'll and cut before they... We, we spend time obsessing about volleyball on this show and volleyball programs getting cut. It's not just volleyball programs on the men's side that get cut. It's men's swimming, wrestling, baseball, volleyball, water polo, track baseball, field. water polo, track and field. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Not good. And who knows what's going to happen now with the continued pressure on the NCAA and supposed reforms and the conference is taking a bigger role. And I'm glad for one to see – I don't want to go off on this forever because – I'm just glad to see the pressure still on the NCAA because you see articles in the Post, you see articles in the New York Times, you see articles in the LA Times about and on the Internet about uh, Jay Billis and the like still continuing to put the pressure on the NCAA because their income from this tournament alone, just the tournament, the advertising income, just from the tournament, the field of 64 in the last month, $1.15 billion. You're right. If you paid the athletes, it would fall apart. Yeah, Totally, the whole system come crashing. Well, and then there's now no there's no money with the Northwestern football team unionizing. Yeah, being I mean that's still going to be in litigation for a long time, but changes coming. I don't know if you can say never, Kevin. Somebody said today that the NCAA is incredible at ignoring a problem. They're really yeah. awesome at ignoring something, hoping it will go away. They're like, what's that? I didn't see mm-hmm. anything over there, but I'm glad to see that pressure still there. Um, I heard a couple of words here that I like, Lauren. I, I <laughs> communication awkward. And direction. I like those words. With USAB. Um, <laughs> Great words. And, uh, you know, direction is the one to me. I think you said you heard my rant about on the show, and I, I asked which one. But <laughs> After I agreed to come on. And <laughs> then you heard, then you heard <laughs> his rant, you're like, rant. wait a second, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't show up. Was that our three-hour day? Was that oh, the rant? Man. Maybe. What about direction? Like, you can't turn the ship 180 degrees or close to it, or 360 degrees, <laughs> you can't turn the ship that easily. Right. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. But it sounds like, at least in your opinion, things are changing. Yeah, and, and I think it has been evolving since you know, 2006, 2008. Personally, I can attest to from 2008, that's when I started traveling and um, getting firsthand uh experience with the uh, USA program, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was, I mean, to defend the beach athletes and their quote-unquote complaining, there's things that have happened that shouldn't have happened, and, uh, but we're moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. She has been listening to the show. Well done. Very well done. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but you can't dismiss the concerns because they're legitimate concerns. And, um, and I think we are making an effort to, everyone's making an effort to be better. And, and that's what's important. And, um, it's it you like you said it doesn't happen overnight you build on policies this doesn't work okay we go back to the drawing board change it a little bit um but keep building well, general negotiation you ask big and then you work your way back to a compromise from there so everybody knows exactly what they want now you got to find what happens in the middle happy, yeah but i think it's ground. even more of a cooperative effort towards i think generally the goals at least when in my 
representative capacity. Like I think I do a pretty good job at putting my own um, motivations aside Not and trying to, to see. Yeah. No, but I mean that's what I've been sort of trained to do. It's so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it's not always easy to do, but uh, it's uh, necessary for, you know, growth. And uh, and I, I think it's possible. And I think the interests aren't that far misaligned that it's usually, there's usually a common interest at the bottom of it anyway. How's the communication been from the board members to you guys? What kind of reports? Because it's Carrie and Todd? Carrie and Todd, And yeah. how, how is that information disseminated? How well is that disseminated? Um, well, I mean, we don't get, I don't know what happens, uh, with the minutia. Like I know it's a lot of, uh, documents that they go through and it's not just beach. It's, you know, the regions. Welcome to the real world. (laughs) You took the blue pill, unfortunately, right? (laughs) You wake up and they pull the thing out of the back of your head. You're like, what is this regional volleyball crap? (laughs) (laughs) But, um. But hopefully I'll get to experience that I'm running for the board position um, coming up. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Who's running against you? I don't know. Um, I don't know yet. Hopefully no one. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's just me. No, I think I know April's interested. I think she'd be great at it too. Um, okay. But I don't know if she's for sure running. Um, Carrie's out? Sending my, uh, I, that's Is what Carrie I heard, but I don't know. I think she's – it's a – lot of work so I can understand she's been doing it for a while yeah. now and um, so I can understand if she wouldn't want to but yeah if she's she might be in the mix as okay. well. um, yeah I wonder about the, that, that level of communication and what you're getting coming from the board and do you guys get the minutes do they email the minutes out no do players care that's the other part is do players care probably most I mean yeah. I I love the information and um, dealing with the FIVB I and having very little influence, but um, <laughs> learning a lot about uh, international relations and yeah. politics <laughs> is, has been really interesting. But I'd love to um, be a part of the, the USA board and see if uh, I can't be of help in that capacity. Yeah, I'm with you on the, the complaining part. And I, I said before, look, I've, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I want to see this diatribe. Yeah, I've got to find it. Uh, he's still, oh, he's conveniently. still there. He's still there. And I'm, wh- I'm whispering, so he can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's around somewhere. It's like a four pages of. <laughs> yeah. Just went off. What was this? I haven't read it in. This would be see, I wrote player, it. Player Kevin going off. Oh lord. I wrote it in 1998 and 99, oh, boy. Um, sitting in Belgium in my apartment by myself. So it was a little <laughs> bit of an insulated environment. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I might have been in the overseas haze <laughs> fog. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. But I get it about the complaining, and I, I'll say it it's probably till the end of my days because I've been there and I keep seeing it. Players are good at complaining and playing. That's what they're good at. When you get a little older and you have some experience, you figure out, well, if I get involved. Yeah, that's kind of harsh, Kevin. You've you been at it nine years. Experience. Experience. I'm old. You're experienced. <laughs> when, you, when, you get, okay. when you get some experience under your belt and you get, then you decide to get involved, then you start to really understand what you're up against or what the organization is up against or the fact that what you said at 23, oh, we just got to do this. They already did that. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's reasons why. Very complicated. Um, and, yes, there are problems. We had problems. The time I played indoor was the crappiest 10 years to play indoor in the last 30. 
And we had problems, and at some point, you got to let it go. And I'd say it to my buddy Jeff Nygaard, you got to let it go, bud. <laughs> Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Like, things change. You can't hate Doug Beal forever. <laughs> you got to let it go, you know? <laughs> Um, I, I know you didn't have great Olympic experiences. You got to let it go somehow, um, and, and you got to move on. And, and I'm not saying Jeff has or hasn't. I don't know specifically, but I think I'm, that's exactly what he's you saying. You sound like you know more than I do, or about something. No, specific, I'm just good at telling like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the voice. No, I mean, I, like I said, I've said on the show before. The I've been ar- voice. I've been around the sport internationally since '97. I've seen quite a bit at this point. I don't know how it happened, but somehow 17 years went by. I don't know where they went. I don't know why my children are 12 and 10. I don't know how that occurred. And both tolerated. I don't know why I didn't kill them both really? before no. 12 and 10. Close. <laughs> yeah, Reese is getting close. Man. I know, it's scary. I was watching him play football yesterday. He's taller than everybody. I'm like, really? <laughs> Kid is huge. Uh, but it's just what I've seen. It's my own experience. And that's everyone's, everyone is a conglomeration of their own experience. And you get my opinion based on my experience, and I'll be the first to say on the show, I don't know it all. I don't know the communication. I haven't been in the board meetings for the last few years, except off and on. Yep. I, I, we can only talk to whoever comes on the show, and thanks for coming to talk to us. Sure. Because I would love to Live hear from Carrie. We can't get Carrie pinned down to, to a time that works and get her on the phone for 15 minutes. I continue to not understand why 15 minutes is impossible, <laughs> but... That's going to help a lot. And then maybe that's the reason why she doesn't come on the show. Just going to throw that out there. No, I'm not saying anything ill of Carrie. I'm saying I want 15 minutes to record and say, tell me about how we got here. Tell sure. me about... Would you like me to reach out to her? Are we going in the right direction? Yeah, maybe we had Does Geeter like still. What happened? Yes, I DJ'd her wedding. <laughs> but, but those types of things. better with I want to I know. The pros were better. Oh. It's brutal. I wish he was here to celebrate CSUN knocking off UCLA and uh, and whoever else they beat. Maybe UC he Santa Barbara. the intro, too. <laughs> Redo it. Oh, that's brittle. <laughs> Speaking of Geeter, um, I, am Lord, I am ashamed. Yeah, the AVP season's coming up soon, Lauren. Or uh, now it's the, really the second full year under Donald and their staff and their events. Are you feeling a little bit more confident in the state of a domestic tour in the states? I am. Like I know, I know it's hard, hard, a lot of hard work, um, and Donald and his crew have been working tirelessly, but um, I'm super excited for this year, and uh, the quality of events that he puts on is, you know, stellar, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to compete, and uh, hopefully some sponsors will get on board, and we can, this thing can take off. Really get after it. Yeah. Because you have, you only have one international event before the AVP season starts, is that correct? Yes. Gotcha. Fortaleza being postponed. Gotcha. One Grand Slam. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you are playing in one Grand Slam, yes. Well, I I continue to wish for more communication, better communication, and continued (laughs) good direction. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I hope for. From everybody. Generally. FIVB to you guys. USAV to you guys. You guys to the USAV. I hope it all goes better. It's 12 o'clock. That's why we've got to wrap this up. Yeah. Oh. You don't want, do you want to rant about anything real quick? No, I mean... I not, feel like I didn't answer I told any you we had a 12 o'clock. What, well, did you have something that you wanted to say after listening to this crummy little show a couple times? And well, I would love to plug my husband's sand camp. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Good job, Kevin. You were supposed to do that. SoCal The only thing you needed out of this. Yeah, you were supposed to do that. SoCal sand camps. They're being run at the beautiful Moral Norman 
facility at SC on the campus. Um, kind of a very creative, innovative camp experience. There's going to be a dietitian, psychologists, um, a weightlifting instructor, nice. um, video breakdown. So, you know, it's first for high school, elite high school girls. And uh, so no you can DJs. sign up at SoCalCamps.NetCamps.com. Cool. All right. So and do Lauren, that. We'll post that on the Facebook yeah. page as well. And we'll Lauren, if people want to follow you this season, where can they follow you? Um, on Twitter, at Lauren Fendrick. Same for Instagram. And uh, search for my page on Facebook. Perfect. I posted that link earlier, but I will do all of that again. Oh, got the full social media covering right. everything. I want to make sure we thank 6-8 Clothing for coming on board. They're a new men's apparel company from Seattle, Washington, where I will be appearing this weekend for Supercross. They are Drink. designing and producing <laughs> casual clothing the <laughs> for the tall and athletic man. No more do you have to wear a shirt that's twice as big, Jeremy, just because you're tall. No more do you have to push your jeans down to dangerously low levels just to make your inseam appear somewhat normal. And I've experienced that personally. My friend's making fun of me. I had flooded out pants. Thanks a lot, guys. I don't have them anymore. No more do you have to roll up the sleeves of your so-called long-sleeve T-shirt, your long-sleeve shirt, even though it's five below zero. That doesn't happen here. It does elsewhere. Dress well, live tall, 6-8 Clothing Company, available at 6, the number 8, clothingcompany.com, 6-8clothingcompany.com, TNL10, get you 10% off. And send them a little note. Make sure when you have uh, extra handling instructions, let, let us know. Let them know that you heard about them right here on the Net Live. And it's not just for you. If you're 6'8", listen to this show, great. Get yourself some pants. But if you know somebody, I know you know somebody in this community who's 6'6 six, six and up, really. It's not just 6'8". It, it should be 6'6". Six, six. The owner of Mark Brandsma, he's 6'8". He's but 6'6 six, six and above, you're struggling to find decent-looking pants anywhere. Banana Republic, thanks a lot for your 34-34 that floods <laughs> out. All right? Your 36-34. Thanks, guys. Loved your, loved your style back in the day. Couldn't even work there because I couldn't wear the clothes. They're like, how are you going to work here? You can't wear our clothes. I'm like, why don't you make something bigger? <laughs> so 68clothingcompany.com. Check it out. Uh, one last thing. Yes. How do I get invited to the uh, curling event? Oh. oh. You just did. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> I don't care what Baxter says. I think you can sleep. Yes. The only prerequisite. Can you drink beer Baxter's and stand up on ice? Uh... Take that, Baxter. That's right. Is Kevin Our ranks are growing. Is Kevin going to at least fall on his face at some point? The, question, no. the thing is, we've been talking about this. When are we going to do it? If I'm wearing a pizza suit, maybe oh. I'd fall as down. As soon as Kevin's done traveling, then we'll figure out a weekend. It has to be a weekend, right? Yeah, yeah in May. Sure. In May. We, we can do it in May. The question is, are we doing well, the Jeremy's gonna start a special traveling net live too, from so. the curling event? We'll have to record That's some that audio. That might be too much. We will, we'll be video of audio. Kevin. Video. There will be video of Kevin falling on his face <laughs> and then paying me $100 because he cannot get it into the center. Only because I go and you see Jeremy come out of the, the side frame. The oh, over. I just I just tackle him like Kevin. Yeah. We want to thank the AVCA for their support of this show as well as Volleyball Magazine. We hope you, the listener, have enjoyed our show today. Thanks to Lauren Fender for sitting in for a long time. Appreciate you coming by and being here in the Loft Live. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to Robbie and Jay, as always, for their information about playoffs and upcoming playoffs. permutations. I can be caught at UCLA this week watching the UCLA against Cal BAP. What day is that? That's on Thursday night. It's going to be interesting. So I come by, Paul. I might need to make an appearance. All right. Well, and anybody who's around Saturday, they're playing at the Wooden Center on Saturday. Right on. A little different. Come Lauren. by, wear your NetLive t-shirt. Lauren, a UCLA alum. Say hello. Go Bruins. Yeah. Go Bruins. They, clap. they might end up out. Actually, I haven't gotten in, but it's closer than I expected. Would this be the first time ever? 
No, they've they missed the playoffs out. before. No, okay. They've missed the playoffs really? before. Yeah, it's not like the, uh, the women's side. Happen that often. The women's side missed the tournament for the first, first time in the history of the tournament. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, they didn't have a good year. They lost so many five set matches. It was. I don't know what they were yeah, doing they either. Didn't have a good year. Yeah, you still a fan of the Bruins? Yeah. 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 Okay. Always. Not, not too busy with your own stuff to go back and watch. Oh, I love watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Hard to so. Find time, but. Catch uh, catch him on Thursday, Calbath UCLA. Come on, say say hello. I'll I be might, down there. I might show up Security is not so tight that you can't come down and say hi to the announcers. Just ask the alumni of the men's team. <laughs> came by basically in the middle of a broadcast, like patting Al on the shoulders and shaking his hand. <laughs> of course, Al doesn't care as Mike's like, yeah, you guys, I'm doing a match here. We're on TV. <laughs> Thanks again to Six Eight Clothing Company. They understand you and the challenges you face. Make sure you go and visit them. They have trendy polos and button-up shirts that are long enough and not wide like the rest of your clothing there. Go ahead and be there and be a part of 6.8. It is designed by a tall man for a tall man. They have your back all 39 inches of it. Dress well, live tall, 6.8 clothing. Thanks, guys. Jeremy, suit again sometime soon. Cool. See you later. The net lives out. Separation unto the law. Drink no strong drinks in a day. And all the days of your vow of separation, no razor shall come upon your head. Oh, fly Rasta. There's an evil which we've seen under the sun It is common among men But what have the fool more than the wise Man can't live alone on bread It is Ryan here and I have a question for you What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.